0: Life is i'm a black man trying not to get caught i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw you know it's a big world so easy to get lost i'm just trying to solve
1: City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, oh, dressed in <laughs> holiday style. That was large. In the air, there's a feeling of Christmas. Yeah, children laughing, people passing, meeting smile at their smile. And on every street corner, you'll hear what we're hearing, Brian. So, oh, we'll hear those silver bells. Oh, silver bells. Yeah, it's Christmas time in the city. Put your hands together. Oh, 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 ring the ling. <laughs> hey, ring hey, the ring. Oh, soon it will be Christmas Day. String up street lights, even stoplights, blink a bright red and green as the shoppers rush home with their treasures. I'll stop right there and I'll just let you know you know what you're listening to. This mm-hmm. is the greatest podcast ever created. This is another episode S-R. of the GXL podcast. Yeah. I am Josh Rogers.
2: I am Brian Hare.
1: And we are here to talk about all of the amazing things, the things. that come with figuring out how to navigate the craziest puzzle piece ever created in Jigsaw yes. of life. But we also talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, yes. and the pomp and circumstance of being black men trying to figure it out. Brian.
2: Yes. How are you, brother? Oh man, it is a great day to be black. I am excited to be in the land of the living. I am doing well. (laughs) If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? I don't. I I shudder to think (laughs) where I would be out here in these streets. If it had (laughs) not been, yeah, I'm not going to keep going because the Lord. Lord. On mm-hmm. my side. Tell yeah. me where I don't know where would I be on oh. the bridge? <laughs> Listen, i had given oral sex with my mouth. <laughs> but I ain't had no sex. <laughs> I'm chased. <laughs> Chase. <laughs> from the utter he saved me from the uttermost of the ghetto, or from the guttermost of the uttermost.
1: Yeah, my home pastor <laughs> said he took me out the ghetto, and put me in the getmo. <laughs> That's the kind of God, I serve.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but you gotta, gotta get close to God. What's the thing that He say? Gotta get close to God. You
1: want to get your list? You want to be smart in school? Get away from the drugs. Get away from the in crowd. Get a close, get a to, close God. to God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that blesses me.
1: Ain't, I just feel refreshed after the holiday.
2: I do too. Yeah. Days off. How was your How was your break? Uh, It was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was Mm -hmm. good. Got a chance to go to one of the greatest cities in the world. Yes, you did, Memphis, Tennessee. Reason why it's great because you know my best friend is from there, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, My other best friend lives there, Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. we had a great time seeing family. We got a chance to see our newest family member. Did you Uh, eat any good food? All right, so let's since you want to go there, since you want to go there, Christopher Duwan Moore and his mm-hmm. wife Kiana mm-hmm. Moore, yeah, sure. When you go to a Thanksgiving feast, mm-hmm. right? What are some things that are supposed to be there, Joshua? You know, turkey, a, a, a black Thanksgiving feast,
1: yeah, a turkey and a ham uh-huh. and chicken, mm-hmm. <laughs> dressing, maybe a mm-hmm. hog mall and a chitterling, um, uh-huh. greens. But the shining mm-hmm. star, typically, uh-huh. is China
2: macaroni star? and cheese. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This nigga, Christopher Dewan, I'm going to say them name again, DeWan Moore and his <laughs> uh-huh. wife, okay. had us in the house okay. on, on God's Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. And not one piece of cheese and macaroni were together.
1: My God, no noodles and cheese?
2: No noodles, no cream sauce, n- none of the things. Not, not an
1: elbow noodle to be found?
2: At all, not an elbow, not a bow tie, not a, uh, a penne. Not, <laughs> my God, a, not a, my God, I was not just, a rotini, <laughs> not, even a rotini. <laughs> not even a rotini. My God, no macaroni and cheese on Thanksgiving. Mm. You were deprived, <laughs> and, and mac and mac is, and those that know me, mac and cheese is, is the star for me. It's mm-hmm. that's what I go there for. I, mm-hmm. I, if there's a macaroni and cheese on any menu, I'm, I'm going to order it. Even if I really don't eat all that, I'm just going to try it. No macaroni Pulse. and cheese on Thanksgiving Day.
1: Popeye's just introduced macaroni and cheese. I saw that. I'm
2: going to go there and try it out. <laughs> I want to taste it. I ain't going to hold you. Listen, I try, I, macaroni. It, it, it. I try macaroni and cheese from everywhere, and I try uh, fish and grits from everywhere. Mm, Not fish and grits, uh, shrimp and grits from everywhere.
1: I am about to say, okay, yeah, because I don't trust everybody's catfish.
2: Oh, yeah, no. I'm very particular about my catfish. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> so That's okay, good. so we didn't have any mac, but, I, but I'm sure Robin didn't allow you to go down without any macaroni and cheese.
1: Oh yeah, because I made the macaroni oh. <laughs> and cheese. <laughs> so I made a regular macaroni and cheese, and I made a vegan macaroni <laughs> and cheese, and um, oh, they both oh, were a hit. Oh, okay, shout out to the Brown. Um, <laughs> but no, I did it because my um, my nephew has been having some um, dietary issues. So one of the things the doctor took him off was, was dairy. Mm-hmm. And um, so he wanted he wanted mac and cheese. To your point, Brian, he wasn't having Thanksgiving without macaroni and cheese. So he was like, we're going to go vegan. And the man of God said it tastes like regular mac and cheese. I did my thing. Look at I made this. I made this vegan roux. <laughs> Look at you. And I poured that thing in and got them vegan cheeses in there and smash, smash, mm-hmm. smash. And I knew my mac and cheese was good. When I stirred it, it was whoppy. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's, it sounded, it it that sounded p- like something. It sounded like a, in the middle of the night. <laughs> them the sound... <laughs> In the south, that macaroni, <laughs> man, I said when I started. I said, oh, now it's ready to go in the oven.
2: <laughs> Listen, I saw a meme. I don't know if I said this before. I saw a mm-hmm. meme on uh, on internet, and it said, uh, "If the macaroni and is a woman that said this, if the macaroni and cheese don't sound like me, and I don't want it." And I said, well, "I don't know right, what I'm she gonna... sound like, but
1: she's she's quite clearly confident in her vagina." So, <laughs> 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 my, my 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 my, your show look good tonight. Show me but I'm look so-
2: good tonight. <laughs> Hey. My all friend.
1: right, that singing spirit
2: that jumped on you. It's only today. I'm, re- I'm refreshed, Reverend. I'm refreshed. That's back. You I'm see, I honest. got my voice back. I see it. You. you see, I got my voice. The devil tried to take me out of here. Give us give us something. Give us a a, a, a selection. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna give you one of my favorites.
1: <laughs> Keep shining. <laughs> Keep smiling. Knowing you can always count on me. For sure <laughs> That's what friends are for In good times And bad times I'll be on your side
2: Forevermore mm. Ooh, that's oh, uh-huh. What Friends <laughs>
1: Are For oh.
0: I'm going to bless the
2: world for a friend. A friend the what a the friend Bible. we
1: have in Jesus. What a friend we have in all, all our sins. 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 And, and grief to bear. And grief to bear. <laughs> Glory to God. You can't uh, put me in a crystal spirit. Listen, because I, I I know what this season is about. Hallelujah. Hmm? If he wasn't Hallelujah. born, he couldn't die. Y'all get so hype over Easter. Yes. But he had to get here in order to die. He was born to die. <laughs> Come on, Biggie. Shando.
2: Notorious Christopher Wallace. <laughs> he was born to die, then ready to die. Ready to die, then born. I don't know what it Wallace. is. Wallace. <laughs> Christopher Wallace. A life after death.
1: <laughs> and he had a life after death. Shondo. Because He still Glory lives.
2: <laughs> he lives. Oh, man. Yes.
1: Song of the week. We ready? Because we can. I ain't going to keep carrying on with you like this. In this I'm episode. ready.
2: I'm so ready.
1: <laughs> okay. It's on you, brother. Give us oh, something oh, good. It's, 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 it's oh, Christmas.
2: I'm ready. It's I, Christmas. I got something. I'm going to give you the greatest selection. I'm going to give you the greatest selection uh-huh. <laughs> of a Christmas song. Okay. Here it goes. Can you hear that? Mm-hmm.
0: You no. know.
1: I know
2: that
0: Santa's
1: on his way. He's loading lots and toys and goodies on his sleigh, and every mother's child is going to smile to see if reindeer really know how to fly, (laughs) and so. I'm offering this simple phrase, flukes from one to ninety-two. Ooh, Ooh. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas <laughs> to you.
2: restored
0: your voice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, try, Christmas I tried the whole in. You. I used to play this song, but you know Christmas music stirs up my soul. Hallelujah. Listen.
2: Stir. From kids from
1: Stir 1 up. to 92. It's the Christmas I a, season. I had an English teacher tell me to never be childish, but always remain childlike. There's mm. a joy in that. That's the word. word. Ain't that a word? Childlike thing.
2: Woo!
1: Child, woo. So that's why they say from kids from 1 to 92, you can still believe. Do you believe? Brian, do you believe?
2: believe. I believe.
1: Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Do you believe?
2: Yeah, I believe. Answer
1: the question, man of God. Do you believe? I
2: do believe. Do you believe he got up and rose again? I do.
1: And do you believe he's coming back? I do. Well, as of right now, man of God, you are saved. If you had backslidden yesterday, you saved again right now. Thank you, God. I welcome you into the the (laughs) (laughs) brotherhood. He's married to the backslide. The, the angels are rejoicing because we just got another.
2: We got another one.
1: We, Brian just recommitted his life. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> and if you are, if you and you listening over here, you need to do it. Yes. Go back. Yes. Push, Apple has a button to go 15 seconds. Go on back. And answer them <laughs> same questions. <laughs> and that is just like the Christmas gift to yourself. Salvation. Ooh.
2: The get to Jesus. The Salvation. No, we, gotta, oh,
1: get, we gotta get this out right now because I don't know how far left we're gonna go later, but we gotta get it out right now. Get it out. If there's <laughs> any
2: time to be saved,
1: to if it's any time to be gift. saved,
2: listen. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <to> be saved. <laughs> I need to find me some frankincense and myrrh to offer up to God. <laughs> Put it under the tree and present it. <laughs> Brian, you know what we might need to do? I'm thinking about something we can, you know. I'm thinking I'm it? having an epiphany right here on the show.
2: Mm, what's
1: up? We need we probably need to read. Um, the whole book of Luke. Okay. Le- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Le- leading up to leading up to Christmas. Because it's twenty Luke. it's twenty-four chapters. Mm-hmm. So if you start today, technically we record on December first. You start today.
0: Mm-hmm. You've been
1: in made all by the way to Christmas Eve, and then you'll understand who, who and why who? we celebrate.
2: Hey, Shonda,
1: You've been in Red Jesus whole life.
2: Oh, look at God. Look in at him. 24 days. Look Just at a chapter
1: God. day. Mm. That's a
2: chapter day. Keep it sent away.
1: Some of y'all like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that being said, understood and accepted.
2: <laughs> uh, Brian, you ready to move on and talk about some Black Excellence in the Blessed Report? Yeah, before we go to Black Excellence Report, Josh, okay. did you already start wrapping gifts yet? Oh no, I did Maybe. put my tree up. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Did you get any paper yet? Not yet, okay. but I know where I'm going to get mine from. Where'd you get where yours you? from? I I just want to get my stuff from. I'm getting my stuff from Greentop Gifts. Greentopgifts.com. Yeah. So (laughs) those of you who have not already bought paper or you need to buy paper right now, Black Friday just passed, right? So you already should have bought it supported some black businesses. But we here at the Jigsaw uh, Podcast have something and offer for you. So if you want to get some uh, gifts, if you want to get some pajamas, if you want to get some decor, if you want to get any accessories, or you want to get some wrapping paper or bags or whatever that is, go to greentopgifts.com and use the promo code jigsaw 20 and that right. is j-i-g-a or oh, excuse me j-i-g-s-a-w there you go uh-huh. <laughs> i was thinking about the time that you said that they can't spend it's two zero not 20 uh but it's jigsaw 20 again jigsaw yeah. 20 uh promo code at greentopgifts.com you can get some discounted um wrapping paper or whatever it is get from there let them know that we came you heard it from us jigsaw yeah. 20
1: and the Green Top Gifts is an NAACP approved organization. It is. They're, they're approved by the Urban <laughs> League. <laughs> and all the other
2: black. You know, right. the better HBC business Bureau. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Everybody go. approves. Everybody. So go out there and do that right now. Uh do that, do us a favor and do yeah. yourself a favor. Go to greentopgifts.com. Use the promo code Jigsaw for all your purchases. And now we can go on to the blessing report. Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> Yeah.
0: The of persecution, the Lord is right
2: All right, Blessed Report, where we talk about how great black people are. Black people are doing great things, but they're also great in business. So we want to highlight a business owner and see what black folks are doing in the community. So today, the Blessed Report goes to Renee Gunter, right? Mm-hmm. The Daily Organics Grocery Store. This is awesome. I love to hear because you know some places are food deserts, but this person is doing something to change that. So daily organics consists of a network of farmers, co-ops, and distributors that specialize in producing organically grown produce, right? Every week, Gunters re- excuse me, every week, Gunter sources seasonal produce by sampling varieties of fruits and vegetables because it's important to me, as I say, it's important to them, uh, to be able to share. Uh, with the customers, the ide- the ideal ripening time for riches and flavor. So basically, Gunther goes up there, finds it the the fruits and vegetables at the perfect time, and brings them to the grocery store to make sure they have rich flavor and all the great great stuff. It's organic, no additives, no preservatives, none of those uh, terrible things that are killing a lot of people. Right? This is located in. The West Coast, right? Los Angeles, California, California love, right? It's California best... love. Yes, best is in the West. And Daily Organics is open on Thursday to Sunday, right, from 11 to 6. So if you're out there in the L.A. area or just, you know, anywhere in Southern California, go out there and drive, right? Take it, take advantage of, of, of the produce boxes, or organic produce they actually even have free delivery, right? You can get it delivered to your door within a two-round radius of the store, right? Um, or two-person boxes, a seasonal mix of fruit and vegetables for $40 a week. So you actually can get it, go to the store, you can get it delivered to you within a certain amount of radius, but you can also get a box, right, for uh, with, from fresh fruits and vegetables for only $40 mm-hmm. a week. I feel like that's a steal, right, especially in California. Uh, so please go out there and support Renee Gunter, Daily Organics Grocery Store. Kiss two fingers through the sky. Bless up. Report bless a report bless and Josh.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, this week, yeah, God didn't do it, He didn't stay the hand of death. We lost he another one, He didn't say the hand, we of lost, death. Another, he lost another, a good one, too. We lost a real mm-hmm. good one. Uh, Virgil Abloh, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. American fashion designer and entrepreneur for those that do not know, he was the art and director of the Louis Vuitton menswear mm-hmm. clothing a collection beginning in 2018 and was actually given increased creative responsibilities across the Louis Vuitton brand recently this year, right? So Abloh was actually the chief executive officer in the Milan-based label Off-White and House and Fashion House. He founded actually in 2012. So he was doing Louis Vuitton, but he also had his own joint, right, Mm Off-White, that he mm founded in 2012. Uh, He was actually a trained architect who actually worked in Chicago, uh, street fashion. He was great friends with um, a guy that was from Chicago, last name West. Um, he actually entered into international fashion with an internship with Fendi back in 2009. Um, for those that don't know, also, Abloh was named by Time Magazine as the uh, as one of the 100 most influential people in the world in 2018-2019. Abloh was diagnosed, unfortunately, with cardiac angiocarsoma, mm-hmm. a type of cancer right? Um, though he kept the diagnosis private. Why do these black people keep the diagnosis private? And then they just die, and then we are just saddened. Um, he died, uh, unfortunately, recently November 28th uh, at the age of 41 in his hometown of Chicago. Uh, so shouts out to um, Virgil, who is an icon and the fashion industry icon in the community. Um, for those that are sneaker heads, we know that he like uh, partnered up with Nike and started creating some crazy Sneakers that were hard to find, hard to get because they were just considered grails and people wanted them. Uh, so yeah. shouts out to uh, Virgil, um, Trailblazer. Uh, unfortunately, died. Another king dying extremely young, yeah. Um, F cancer, yeah. Rest up, so yeah. rest up to Virgil, Abloh, bless up to Renee, Gunter, and Josh. Ready to go to the billboard. Let's get into it. So this week on the billboard, some
1: things happened. We were on break, and Barbados made sure that they reclaimed their time. After almost 400 years, Barbados cut ties with Queen Elizabeth as head of state and transitioned to a parliamentary republic. After 50, this, And this was already 55 years after they already declared their independence. So mm-hmm. Queen Elizabeth was still their head of state despite that. But during the ceremony to celebrate their independence, the island swore in their first president, um, a woman by the name of Dame Sandra Mason, Mm-hmm. They are doing that ceremony, Brian. They honored one of your faves, yes, Rihanna, billionaire. as a national hero during the ceremony. Bad girl, RiRi, billionaire, bad girl, RiRi. Mm-hmm. The, the, all those who are in the Navy are never getting an album from her.
2: Never, she's done. She's done. <laughs> <girl>. And, and <laughs> but, rumor has it about that with child. So
1: allegedly, that's allegedly and by the twenty, rumor. the savages of twenty one, isn't that who she's
2: dating? Uh, no, she's actually she's dating. <laughs> Uh, A$AP, uh, Rocky. I knew it was one of them with all these. Okay, it's too many of them. It's too many <laughs>
1: people. N B A young boys, ASAPs, twenty ones, mm-hmm, little ones, all does, all the people. Yep. One of the rappers. Right. She, she she dating, <laughs> and she allegedly is supposed to be pregnant with this baby. But if if that's the case, now Rihanna been pregnant about five times because we. Oh yeah, you know she's she's had this pudge every now and then. And the girl just you know maybe she had just got through eating a chipotle burrito, and <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was a little bloated. Maybe Who who knows? But shout out to Barbados, black people reclaiming um their independence. Speaking of queens, uh-huh. Cardi B, Belle mm-hmm. Calise
2: even. Belle now the
1: first woman rapper to earn two diamond singles. That's a lot mm. of things sold. That's a lot um, of. Recently, so... Halle deemed her the queen Halle of Halle rapping hip hop after working with the artist on an all-woman soundtrack for her new film, uh, her new Netflix film, Bruise. Brian. Mm-hmm. Do you think Cardi's the queen of hip hop?
2: The queen of what? The the uh, Bronx? No,
1: no, the queen of hip
2: hop. No, 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 um, no. I, I, I think with, with Cardi, one, she's only given us one album.
1: Mm-hmm. Great album, great debut album, though. <laughs> great debut album. I give it. Invasion um, Privacy is it's, top 10. it's
2: a, a good one. Um, does she write all her own rhymes? She no. has
1: She's only written about two percent of them.
2: Okay. Right. So within that longevity rhyme writing, I would not say she's the queen of rap. I think she, you know, and as as Hallie said it, there are multiple queens. Multiple. I would queens. not put I would not put Cardi B in the queen of rap category.
1: Mm. So you call her a
2: duchess? Um Lordy. I guess. <laughs> I guess. What is the um the people that be married to the dukes? Um a Duchess. Know, whatever. Yeah, so yeah mm-hmm. she's a, I can see that, but she's not a queen. She's not a queen of hip-hop. She's, she's a queen in hip-hop, but she's not the queen of the hip-hop. Queen, the queen. Yeah. So you can't you give us one album.
1: Interesting? Our friend friend to this podcast, a friend in real life, Lola Mitchell, was uh, on another podcast um, recently. I haven't watched the whole interview, but I saw the clip uh-huh. and one of the guys introduced her as the queen of the South. She she actually said that she don't like being called the queen of the South. Um, she said she ain't out here fighting for no arbitrary rap titles. Hmm. and she also said hmm. that she didn't use the word arbitrary i don't think that's what oh. I was but essential <laughs> is what press. she was saying okay um don't do that because the last school she went to was sheffield so okay anyway um, <laughs> um but she also said that counter to i made that point because kind of Berry's point she was like i think we're all she said her now what she did say in i quote they were all queens in our own right and mm-hmm. I think there's room for all of us. So right. shout out to Lola Um, again. Oh, the verses is coming. It's coming. Are is you it Friday or, Friday or it's tomorrow?
2: It's, it's, it's Thursday. It's, yeah, oh, it's,
1: well, yeah, well, today. We're, but yeah, if you listen listening to this, today, the second. Oh, but you know I'm watching. I am completely disinterested in hearing Bone harmony. of um,
2: Harmony. <laughs> bam, boom, boom, Outside bom, of like one bom, or two of their hits, right? Bom. But I'm not
1: trying to hear 20 songs right now. Juicy J did tweet, man, they're going to only let us play 20 songs, man. So, <laughs>
2: It's going to be a time uh,
1: Side note Don't you know Jaden asked me To take him to Project Pack's
2: house While we was in Memphis Bye That sounds like something Jaden would say
1: I said what manner of child <laughs> Am I raising
2: He sounds like That, that, that kid, kind of This
1: kid This kid here Anyway
2: um, But yeah <laughs> Jay, Of course I'm surprised He didn't want to go To Bishop Patterson's house too um, he asked about Project Pat and Juicy J. You want to go to both of their houses?
1: I was like, I know Juicy J don't live here no more, but Project Pat, I'm not sure. And man, of God, I don't know where the man lives. And secondly, <laughs> we can't just pop up at that man's house. What are you talking? What are you talking about? One kid
2: says, I want to go to Project Pat. That's <laughs> my funny. kid. The kids who listen to the Three
1: Six Mafia clean versions in the car. Those right. like are the kids the, that I'm reading.
2: The um, No Limit Soldiers, and
1: it's hard to find because ain't a lot of clean versions of Three Six uh,
2: Mafia. I'm sure. There.
1: Um, speaking of black women um, Miss USA is now Is a black woman She's Miss Kentucky L. Mm. Smith uh, She's a 2020 graduate Of the University of Kentucky And she majored in broadcast journalism so Smith Will now represent the US In the um, Miss Universe pageant On December 12th In um, Israel I don't know mm. What you want to do With that information But you know She black and she won So we decided To highlight work. that So mm-hmm. shout out to you Elle. Um Speaking of things um, Well this kind of Threw us off guard Chris Cuomo has been Uh-oh. indefinitely suspended by CNN um mm. pending further evaluation after new documents were revealed um the cozy this is what CNN reports an improper nature of his relationship um uh, with age to his brother former New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and if you know mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo was um accused of sexual harassment um from some of the women that he worked with um while governor and what they what has been now alleged um the papers are saying that um, Chris mm-hmm. used his, leveraged his platform and contacted mm-hmm. sources to look into the women who were accusing right. his brother of sexual harassment. Right. Um, so on one end, I'm like, you know what? It was an abuse of power. But on another end, it was, you know, it kind of sounds like a, you know, a brother looking out for his Ooh, For br- another brother. Not to say that he didn't, not that. And I don't necessarily see this as. I'm, I'm, I'm conflicted because on one end, we should believe victims. Right. Until proven mm-hmm. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but on another end, I can I can empathize. I'm going to say it this way, how a family right. member would want to kind of check into, quote, unquote, the validity of some of these things. Right. Um, all in all, I think that, you know because these things happen and these women have mm-hmm. come forth we mm-hmm. need to honor what happened Andrew Cuomo needs to face those consequences and yep. um while Chris may have been acting out as a brother his like blood brother um, mm-hmm. I can also see how that was a major conflict um conflict of interest and using mm-hmm. your power your sources to look into these women it really wasn't okay um right. so in, in as as a as a result of that um he has been bench so to speak and he's declining mm-hmm. to comment on it and the second hour of Anderson Cooper's 360 will air in Cuomo's place um on Tuesday nights. Brian, any thoughts mm-hmm. about you know Chris and his actions? <laughs>
2: um yeah like to your point uh it is like a brother move. Mm-hmm. Like I can see how like if 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 you were, I had access to information and you're even you, you're not even my like blood brother, but you're my brother. Yeah. I would be like, hey man this the situation i would i I would would, i would it would be hard for me not to do it even if even if you didn't ask me like something decided we'd be like hey let me look into this and then give him a heads up Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i don't i don't i don't fault chris for doing it but i definitely could understand how it could have been a conflict or it could have been uh something you should not have been doing Uh, but i don't i don't fault him i don't i don't look at it and be like man you know what that's crazy that's that's Never should have done that. Uh, right. I can right. see I can see myself doing that easily.
1: Right. 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 Yeah. So I think I think it's it's interesting. And we'll see how Chris bounces back because he was one of the more beloved um analysts and hosts yeah. on CNN. so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely major see. name. Yeah, major, major name. Major name. Um yeah. concerts are back, Brian. Mm-hmm. I know that you're excited about it. Jasmine excited. Sullivan announced hotels yes. tour. Hotels is spit coming. on. It. Oh, Yes, <laughs> and then one of your phase, Brian, your other phase, okay. Maxwell, is going on to a Maxwell featuring Joe and Anthony Hamilton. That's not a bad concert, though. I don't Joe. <laughs> if it's not a big rich town, <laughs> I don't <laughs>
2: Joe. I wanna know what turns you on. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn <laughs> it off. I don't wanna be a play on no
1: more. I'm not a player. I just <laughs> you know, I, I just don't Joe. And then Maxwell, you know, I have to be in the mood for a Maxwell, who was also <laughs> honored as a legend hmm Pretty <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I don't know about that too. Anyway, outside open back up. Both mm-hmm. of them are kicking off this spring. Brian, are yeah. you
2: going to the Maxwell concert? Or are you going to the Jasmine Sullivan concert? <laughs> I, I don't have any plans to go to the Maxwell concert. I'm, it's, I'm thinking about it. That would be like a last minute decision, last minute up kind of situation. Because I know uh, uh, Lauren does love Joe. She loves Joe.
1: Mm, Lauren Joes.
2: And, and this is where she, me
1: and Lauren always disagree. We, we, have, we have certain contention points in music. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I don't, and I, don't, I don't think she's ever seen Joe live. So that might be, you know, a good thing for her. Um, Jasmine Sullivan, that's like a no brainer. Uh, I will be seeing her somewhere. Mm-hmm. I will be seeing her somewhere. Doesn't It doesn't mean, you know, and even, those are the situations where if I got to those last minute and I've seen Jasmine something live before. Um but I would go see her in a heartbeat. I've seen Jasmine like two or three times. And okay. I will go see her again. Got it. Without without question. Um only problem is I think the tickets they want on pre sale uh the day that we're recording. Um and the location in Atlanta it sold down, is sold out. Is it's the the, the Coco Roxy. Yeah. And it's small. And then the the only ones that were really available at the time we went on I went on to try to look at the tickets were the general admission and I'm not standing up all night. Uh and there are seats at up top, but those weren't available at the moment. So I may have to get those uh in resale yeah. or go find another location. But she's doing all these like small venues.
1: And hey, but like, the thing about it, like the I think we talk about this offline. Like the some of the better I ain't going to say better, but some of the artists there, you and I enjoy the most. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about like some concerts we would love to see, like the Anderson Pox and the, the ones mm-hmm. we've been to, the PJ Moores. They don't, I mean, mm-hmm. they're not doing Phillips, well, State mm-hmm.
2: Farm. No.
1: And like if you're in Memphis FedEx Forum and um, Crypto.com Stadium. <laughs> crib <laughs> In LA. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're not doing that. And, and rightfully so. They probably right. wouldn't pack them out. Um, right. But I do think we need to figure out, um, and maybe this is a question for community developers and governments we need to figure mm-hmm. out a happy medium between the 25,000 seaters and right. you know what i'm saying the little 5,000 seaters cuz i re- i think they could do a 12,000 seat yeah. venue easily mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just it just makes it hard to like if you if you especially like since concerts have been gone for so long yeah. everybody their mama want to go back and their hotels were such an album that I think there's a lot of excitement around it too, um, yeah. but Brian, I think that also is just where to like we might need to just plan a trip and you know make it a yeah. couples trip or something and just go yeah. somewhere.
2: I'm down for that. Like I said, yeah. at this point, I'm down to I would go see Javin Sullivan anywhere, uh, mm-hmm. and I would I I don't I would pay extra to go see because like she's. You just like one of the greatest vocals there is yeah. like, right now. Oh, absolutely. And she has great albums, so it's not, it's, it's a no-brainer. And if she digging her crates, I'm rocking
1: with, with all of the stuff, because I've yes. been a fan of every, the only album I wasn't, like crazy about was the one right before hotels was was that like the reality one, show? The, yeah, the TV with the TV on it. Yeah, yeah it wasn't it a was, bad album. It just it, was just, wasn't, it, it just wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't.
2: Yeah, yeah it wasn't them first, It wasn't New Jasmine with you know when missing. Yeah, because well, yeah, <laughs> she came through killing it, and then the second album was great. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, like I said, reality show, reality TV, whatever that was, was just like, yeah, It had like three or four songs on that. Yeah, that
1: like, yeah, 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 me, But
2: mm-hmm. for the rest, it was just but like, But she, oh.
1: came, she came back with Hotels. Oh, she did. How a doubt. It's, it's, she it's solid. She did. Solid top to bottom. Speaking of outside being opened up, COVID it don't care about outside being opened up because COVID will not die. The yeah, Omicron wow. variant is here. And the, the internet, Black Twitter, you just <laughs> did it. Take took it right out of my mouth. Black Twitter said, mm-mm, we're not calling it that. It's the Omarion variant. I was like, why is this man trending on Twitter? Because he right. ain't outside this little red coat challenge. You ain't doing nothing. Right. Um, but in terms of the variant, we don't know much. But we're going to give you this advice we've always given you. We encourage the people over here to get your shots.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: wear your mask, Mm -hmm. wash your hands, and wash Mm -hmm. your privates. And I think if you do that and mind your own business, you're going to be okay, regardless of the variant. Okay, I think you're going to be fine. We can't prevent you. Don't say that we gave you medical advice. Mm. And if your auntie or somebody died because they followed our instructions, it ain't our fault, right? They may have had a pre-existing condition. Mm. (laughs) They got nothing to do with us. But what we are saying it's taking right. the necessary steps and the measures
2: uh-huh. to
1: do the thing. So we we yep. me and me and Brian are pro-vaccine.
2: Yeah, we are.
1: We are pro-hand washing in and out of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Continue to wear your mask to right. be, you know, safe. And then, you know, wash wash your hands and your butt.
2: Yeah. It really ain't much really. as you
1: can do. And take your vitamins and stuff and stay healthy, mm-hmm. you know? And
2: That's pray. It.
1: Stay prayed up. Intercede for yourself. Yeah.
2: Do the things you probably should have been doing before the pandemic. Before the pandemic.
1: <laughs> and you know. And you know, and we, and we, we gonna, and I believe the Lord gonna take care of us. I, I believe He Lord. gonna take care of
2: he us. He will.
1: Oh, He will. He will. He be will. Be not dismayed. Woo, <laughs> mm. mm. whatever be tight. God, God will. Will. Take care of you. That's a. They don't write songs like that no more. They don't. These new artists want to talk about God. Throw me in the fire and burn me up. I don't. I don't. First of all, I don't sing those lyrics. <laughs> right. Because put I'm me not requesting the fire. Like, him no. to burn me.
2: You no, know what I'm don't
1: want, No. The Bible tells us that this life is full of tribulation. Why am I asking for more of it? <laughs> right. He's gonna put
2: more. He's he gonna give it to us anyway. Like man is born a few, a few days. A few days is full of full of trouble. Like mm-hmm. it's already the trouble's gonna be there.
1: Full of trouble.
2: I don't want to be I don't want I'm,
1: I'm not requesting to be burned with like fire. No, no, no. it's already fire on my life. Listen, <laughs> I don't want we, more.
2: We're we black. We black. We're black. <laughs> we're, black. <laughs> we're
1: black. Right. We were born into a system of tribulation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. <sighs> God help us out. Anyway, lastly but not least, speaking of COVID. Mm-hmm. They don't last long. Yes. We get to the <laughs> point. Mm-hmm. We know you love it because it's every fan's favorite joint. These are Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations. Ooh. This week on Josh Rogers athletic abbreviations, as we close uh-huh. out the billboard, uh, Anthony Brown, um, Tampa Bay wide receiver acquired a fake Covid vaccination card. Uh, mm-hmm. His girlfriend reached against. Guess, guess, listen to this, Brian.
0: Mm-hmm. His
1: girlfriend reached out to a Steven Ruiz, mm-hmm. their personal chef, mm-hmm. not a doctor, not a CDC worker, not mm-hmm. a medical professional. Their chef to get the okay. fake card. Um, and 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 all the things that he requested on his card, Brian, he requested mm-hmm. that it said he got the Johnson at Johnson shot. Why? The worst vaccine out there. <laughs> You didn't ask for the Moderna. You didn't want to be Moderna the stallion. You didn't, you didn't want to be a fiber shawty. You wanted to get that Johnson & Johnson's baby powder vaccine. You went Jesus. through all of this. All of this sorcery. Fraud and scam just to get a Johnson and Johnson right. vaccine card. Nevertheless, the chef Chef Ruiz was unable to get the card that they was offered. He was offered to get into him five hundred dollars, but Brown found another way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He purchased cards for his girlfriend. Uh, but Ruiz, the reason why this is coming out is because Ruiz snitched mm. <laughs> because Brown owed him ten thousand dollars from previous Ooh. affairs. So Jesus. he outed the couple about their attempts. actually, there were two. Tampa Bay players so we will mm-hmm. see what Happens with Anthony Brown and how the NFL continues To monitor the situation and Possibly other players um, Who are out here trying to scam the System and my thing is like bro Stand 10 toes Down if you don't want to mm-hmm. get the vaccine Like right and if you right. and if you want To play brother just get I mean It's really just a choice but now mm-hmm. you're Making things worse
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're
1: legit mm-hmm. making things worse Sorry. Brian and, I mean any thoughts brother
2: uh, uh, just for the point of clarification, I think his yeah. name is Anto- Antonio Brown.
1: Antonio <laughs> Brown. You are absolutely right. Anthony Brown and group therapy is on my brain.
2: <laughs> I don't want JB to be like, uh, son. <laughs> yeah, Antonio, that's the one.
1: Ain't that's the one? Did he play for the Steelers at one point? point he
2: did. Two? Look at See, you.
1: I know the things. It's just you I'm do. old. I worked out very hard today. <laughs> Anthony and Brown my, brain,
2: my brain, my brain. It's he a thought sleep. I was worth saving.
1: <laughs> Anthony Brown might have a fake destination. Concert. We don't. We don't know. We don't know. But Antoni- Antonio Brown also.
2: <laughs> man, God, just let me go on. <laughs> you just let me go well, on. I, 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 I didn't want to stop you. I just wanted to make sure that at the end, then I, I, uh-uh. I did it. We we gonna we gonna argue right here on the show. You just let me go on. But it's all right. It's all right.
1: Y'all <laughs> know uh, Antonio. Antonio. Tony. Black
2: man. Strong black name.
1: Speaking of strong black name, real quick, Atlanta no, got a new male and his name Andre.
2: Andre. <laughs>
1: it ain't three stacks, but it mm. is Andre. It is Andre Dre. Dickens or Dickerson uh, I wish we could find
2: that video of um Cassim Reed freaking just destroying him. Why did I keep getting emails? Destroying him. I'm gonna find destroying it. Dickens uh, or Dickerson Dickens, yeah. yeah when you saying that he's ugly and all that kind of stuff. Cassim <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reed
1: calls somebody ugly?
2: I, I don't think called him ugly. Mm. But he uh And they Pratt brothers. Let me see here. It was <laughs> doing like some type of, listen, tripping Dickens. I'ma find it. I, I may find it at some point while we're recording. But it was he basically was just going in on this man. Uh probably mm. ain't on the internet nowhere. Yeah, it ain't on the internet. It was doing a debate and he called basically was like, Oh, here it goes. Trust what you say in the future, if you so willingly did tell the truth in the past he you like. As usual, you don't know what you're talking about, and voters trust my opinion enough for me to be number one and for you to be in single digits. So you vacated your role, and now your career is falling apart, and you're losing. The fact of the matter is (laughs) (laughs) He said, your career is falling apart. And you lose it. And look at him now. Look how God can turn things around.
1: Turn it around. Not only did he win, he beat Kasim out to go into the run. Kasim didn't even make it to the runoff.
2: <laughs> at all. It's like, man,
1: sit down. But anyway, Atlanta has a new mayor, and it ain't Felicia, and it ain't Keisha. It is Andre. Listen, Andre. They they put the rumors out there that Felicia was trying to shut down these booty clubs in Atlanta. Listen, <laughs> and man, they Atlanta said, was not having Nope, it. <laughs> the black people rose up and said, <laughs> "You ain't taking away my wings and pussy. I am taking <laughs> Felicia." <laughs> I like lemon pepper when I'm looking at woman's crotch, okay? And Listen. you ain't taking it away from me. I want some wings, hookah, and titties bouncing in my face. Give me areola. <laughs> <laughs> give me areola, okay? And give me martinis. You hear me what I'm saying? You ain't taking that away from me. You ain't taking that away from me. <clears throat> the police decided, nope. I was going, but then she put a video out there and said it was a lie. But it was too yeah. late. It
2: was too late. <laughs>
1: it was too late. Since they they ran with it, so I don't know if it right. was too or not. But they ran with it. Y'all let y'all let Tip Harris get out there and put it out there.
2: <laughs> right, right. Uh, and, you,
1: and you know the blacks in Atlanta love them a Ti, so they listened. And I don't know why. They what. listen to Ti. But Candy was out there what. rooting too, and they was all behind Andre. And uh, and the only person Paul Felicia had was Dallas Austin. <laughs> you see where I'm going with that You see where I I'm see going where with that going. On the losing <laughs> side So anyway <laughs> side. Uh, Brian we have a special guest in the living room We, I'm excited I'm excited too And we didn't mm-hmm. tell y'all this in the beginning Welcome to the holiday. Okay. Welcome to the holidays. And if y'all remember last year, Brian, we did some, we did some things. We did a full season of just holiday stuff, taught y'all about gift giving and Mm -hmm. and 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 black you know black traditions Doing Christmas and movies and and, 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 and and all the things and and all the things, right? And we're gonna do some of that. But we but me and Brian thought it, you know, not robbery. robbery. To help (laughs) we thought it not robbery to, you know, to think about how can we empire. In, mm-hmm. in power, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In pow- Speaking of empire, pause. Brian has me watching this show called Queens, which is a 2021 empire full with with an all woman cast. It is. It is some type of black terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm committed to go through season one, and I'm gonna stick beside it into the season it's finale. T-
2: it's black. It's black women. Or but let women me tell you how
1: I'm about to drop all of them <laughs> come season two. <laughs> Because I can't take anymore of, of branded trying to be explicit lyrics and rap. If she don't get out of here, you know she reminds me of her character. Reminds me a lot of Ooh. Lady Rage. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so angry. She's always angry and trying to rap all hard. She is. That was a brief commercial break. Last year, we gave y'all the things. But this year, we thought it not robbery to think through how we can empower our listeners. So a lot of Mm y'all like to say this new year, new me. January 1, I'm going to start fresh. You ain't got to start fresh. (laughs) You ain't got to start fresh, January 1. You can start... Right now. You want to get your lesson right you want to be smart now. in school? Start right mm-hmm. now. Okay? Right now. <laughs> we, 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 we got people coming here to help y'all talk about jobs. We are going to help y'all navigate money and help y'all navigate relationships. Them, them the top three things, y'all. And then, you know, health and fitness. We might throw that in there yep. somewhere. But mm-hmm. then the things everybody be trying to do, get bigger bags, get more, you know, get better jobs, set up their yep. situations and figure out what they're going to do about their, you know, their personal life. So me and Brian yep. have set it up and we starting this week off with an amazing conversation um, mm-hmm. about securing or letting go Right? Mm-hmm. Jobs that no longer serve you Or getting a job that will serve you And I'm so excited we have one of our friends and brothers in the living room We sure do So did. Um, I'm going to stop talking right now So y'all can grab y'all snacks, y'all drinks mm-hmm. and everything else And let's head on to the living room and let's have this dope conversation
2: Let's do it It's about it. the all right, we are here at the living room. Thank you, for, ladies and gentlemen, for staying around for one of the greatest mm-hmm. parts of our great podcast. The meat of the show. The meat. I love good <laughs> meat. That sounds weird. <laughs> After I said that, I was like, that sounds dumb. Yeah, um, okay. <laughs> uh, but we do have a special guest, like we told y'all, we have a special guest in the living room, and we are super yeah. excited because it's a friend of the podcast, friend in real life. Friend in real life. Um, and we're going to ask him to introduce himself, but bring it, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome john campbell to the living room i wish we had like the little clapping sound effects that'd be (laughs) great so john introduce yourself to the people for those that don't already know you
0: how you doing everybody um my name is john campbell i am a friend of this podcast i love this podcast josh and brian are both my brothers um we go way back um but i'm excited to be here on this podcast i am an hr professional uh so i work in HR currently, uh, serving in the capacity of an HR director, and I am overseeing an entire uh, organization's HR department. Um, So with that comes a lot of responsibility, but um, it's also given me a lot of visibility as well. So I'm excited to share um, my insight here on the podcast.
1: Brian, did you hear that flex? He said he's responsible for an entire organization. (laughs) An entire oh, organization, oh, oh, entire organization hr responsibility oh. and functionality right
2: he, he said that you know. he said a, black, that. We a, a young that. black man a young black man in charge of a
1: whole organization <laughs> listen i'm quiet i'm just saying that was you <laughs> you know, know, your words not ours
2: you know just, <laughs> so we gonna you know, gas you up listen tell the people about yourself
1: <laughs> so if so for everybody who may not be familiar, there's this thing that's happening. Um yes. or has happened that's called mm-hmm. the Great Resignation. And if you're familiar with my story, y'all know Josh Rogers ain't afraid to quit nobody's job. Okay. <laughs> um my, my, my resume is lengthy and not because I've been fired, it's because I understand my worth and I will leave. Um and that's just been something that I've been, you know, I've been arguing with people from past generations about, you know, Josh, they're gonna look at you crazy. I'm like, well, they're I've been hired. <laughs> okay, so 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 they trust it, um, but recently there's been a trend where, I guess, more millennials and. Mm-hmm. And probably some of these new Gen Z babies, you know, they quitting just to be quitting because of mental health reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the this the the the, the pandemic has kind of shifted how we look at jobs, what we're willing to accept, and mm-hmm. um specifically those people who were like in service industry, they're like, shoot, if I can stay at home and make all this money, I ain't never going back because McDonald's mm-hmm. and all the restaurants are hiring like never before. I ain't never seen so many hiring signs in restaurants and
2: retail right. stores.
1: Um, and partly because you're only paying me up to twelve dollars an hour. Up to um, science is up to twelve
2: dollars. So up where to twelve
1: dollars. Exactly. Which means we probably started me at like minimum wage. So right. you know, because John is a friend in real life, we said that man, a guy posted an Instagram question.
2: He did mm-hmm.
1: um, around this topic, and you know, I chimed in and I'm like, you know what, we got to bring John mm-hmm. Campbell on the show we um, to to have this conversation because me and Brian, you know, we have jobs. But we don't mm-hmm. sit in HR, um, and I have my feelings about the HR, the human resources department. <laughs> 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 um so let's just jump right into it. Um oh and John just just as a heads so up we told the people Typically, in December, what we do is like a holiday celebration and mm-hmm. all the things. But this year, we wanted to combat this beginning of the year, new year, new me, foolishness, right. and get the people tools to get started now. now. So, if you want a new job now, we look for how to navigate that thing now. You know, So, we're going to start now. We're going to need to wait. So, anyway, that's why we're here. So, finding a job and getting a job and staying on a job is an ever-evolving concept, bro. Um, how was today's job seeker different than those of the past?
0: Okay. So, um, to be honest, Josh, you covered a lot of the, the lot of the determinants uh, in this season that we're in this time. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of us have discovered our worth and we mm-hmm. have decided that, you know, I want what I deserve. And if you're not going to provide it, I'm out cause somebody will. And so with that, We're not our grandparents. I say that all the time. And we have used it in the civil rights concept, uh, the context, rather. And we've said, you know, we're not our grandparents. If you, you know, talk bad to me or be racist towards me, I will beat you up. I will fight back. You know, it's more the Malcolm X versus the Martin. But we're also not our grandparents or our parents' generation in the fact that we don't have to stay on our jobs. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't, we're not. um, as glued to or married to this whole idea of job security like our parents were, because Mm -hmm. we understand that it's easier for us to find a new job than it was for them. Like we have, if you ask some of your aunts or uncles or maybe even some of your grandparents about their jobs, they may have hated their jobs, but they stayed for 20 plus years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. They were waiting for this 401k. They were waiting for social security. Mm -hmm. We have already already come to the the realization that social security may not even be in place by the time it's for us. So it's like, if I'm happy and I have to spend all these hours here at this place, I'm out. And mm-hmm. I'd rather right. just find something else and take my take my risk. I'd rather do the quote unquote jump. Hello, Steve Harvey. Um, <laughs> you know, I would take that rep that that method rather than sit here and, and stand in a stressful job and be uh, unhappy all those hours of my life. So, yeah, I think and, that's, and, that's a huge difference.
2: Yeah, and that's a, that's a huge point because I think we I think I read something that said like the Great Resignation in August alone, four million people were like after uh, job, right? Absolutely. So. So I guess you kind of mentioned some of those things, but what do you think? I guess caused the shift other than other than like understanding self worth and understanding that's a different, uh, I guess, generation. What are some of the things you think that caused that shift in the in the culture?
0: Also, um, a huge shift was COVID 19 COVID nineteen <laughs> gave a whole new perspective on life value, life worth. Mm-hmm. And with all the modifications that were forced upon employers um, to allow employees to work from home, people started realizing, well, I could have been doing this. And mm-hmm.
2: actually,
0: I want to continue to do this. Mm-hmm. So where's the mm-hmm. job that lets me continue to do this? If it's not right. you, let me find that. And I think it, it was a myriad of uh, convenience, that it provided um mm-hmm. so i if i am at my job and i'm at this desk at this cubicle or however your uh, you know business is structured or organization is structured if i'm there and i'm waiting on you to respond to an email at the job i have to just sit and wait if i'm mm-hmm. waiting on you to respond to an email while i'm at home i can throw some clothes in the in the washing machine mm-hmm. i can throw dishes up you know i can clean up i can even for parents Interact with my child while they're learning, ensuring mm-hmm. that, you know present parent. So I think a lot of those factors also aided into this realization of you know I'm spending a lot of time at a building when I could mm-hmm. do the same in my home. Mm -hmm. especially for us who are like
1: in more traditional corporate nine to fives i mean Mm -hmm. white collar let me say it that way because if it's not blue Mm -hmm. collar like my dad has pretty much been a blue collar worker most of his life and so he physically has to go to these plants and these sites and to do his thing but me all these reports that i'm typing these excel spreadsheets that that have to be created i do not need to sit in his office and i am now in a job where it's 100 remote like my address in the system is my house Mm. right um (laughs) And I don't know that I would ever want to go back into an office when it, when it's not an option. I, when our office, I think our offices are opening back up, we're saying right now, mid-January-ish. And I'm going to go like once a month. But my job was built as 100% remote, not just because of the pandemic. Um, so I guess understanding how like people like me are feeling like, now that I got a taste of this, I don't want to go back. How are employers responding? And do they even care about what employees are now wanting? Or they're just like, you know what, we're going to eventually just go back. To how we were or some form of that.
0: So, um, my previous employer, uh, we were sending out, um... Emails almost quarterly asking mm-hmm. how people felt at home. Did they feel supported by their managers? Um, how did they feel about returning? Did, are they vaccinated? Um, did they feel threatened by being uh, in the population with people who were unvaccinated? We were asking mm-hmm. all of these questions to try to get a consensus as to what the next direction would be. So I think empl- employers uh, are concerned for the most okay. part. I've seen, but I have seen. Um, a a version of employers who are not who are just saying like hey this is the standard this is what it was let's get back to a sense of normalcy with our Sure. Company. Um mm-hmm. so you know it's it's both spectrums but I think majority of the employers are kind of paying attention because you have some of these people who were senior execs and who were uh departmental leaders who never had this liberty as well. Like they have spent a lot of time in these offices beyond work hours, trying to make sure mm-hmm. that things were done and they weren't able to be present with their families and have really a, a more efficient work-life balance. So you have some of them that are also experiencing this. So that now it's a realization to them as well. Like, oh man, let's, let's consider this. Um, and what are our real metrics for uh, measuring Productivity. Like we've right. been saying that people may not be productive at home, but let's really look into that and see how are we coming up to that assumption and starting to realize like mm, we may be a little off. So mm-hmm. let's give this opportunity. So I think that's that's another thing that's happening as well. And, as as, you know, and
1: real quick, just leaning into that, like the gag is that a lot of us were on face Facebook and doing side huh. things and Every job that I've transitioned from, I've applied to that job on my last. So, <laughs> so this matter of being at home, I like it, to your point, how are we measuring that? Because people have often been either lazy, unproductive, or multitasked while sitting in your office at your oh, yeah. or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know that being at home changes that. For me personally, I found myself sometimes working more. Oh yeah, yeah I can take a break. I can come mm-hmm. to it. I get in a good groove. I ain't got to worry about traffic. We, we live in Atlanta, so mm-hmm. I ain't got to worry about traffic. You know what I'm saying? I right. can just kind of sit here and, and plug and play as long as I want. Now I am have quickly gotten out of that because, of course, mental health. But like, I would imagine that more people are working more if they if they're actually doing their job, right? <laughs> working more <laughs>
0: by working from home. Correct. Because yeah, uh, I- you have to make yourself have that that separation, like you said. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when we're in the building. I got my work computer. Even though it may be um, a computer that I can take home, or transport. Um, once I leave the bit I'm kind of done. But if I'm already at work at home, it's almost like I'm eat, play, work, sleep at the same space. So you have mm-hmm. to be more um, more intentional about making that separation. So I, I completely understand what you're saying, Josh.
2: Yeah, because I, I can I can attest to that too. Like I get more work. I have my own office before mm-hmm. I, before we shifted to being at home. And I used to just uh do nothing in that office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. Cause the thing I had this method I call the crushing coast method, right? It's just I knew what I had to do that day. I knew what my deadlines were. I'ma kill it within the first hour, maybe two hours. And the rest of the day, I'm just there. Uh Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, whatever it is. I'm just chilling um and uh i was doing homework at one point i was texting folks at one point i would just walk around to people's offices and talk to people so i would really only do like two hours worth of work because i just knew what my workload was Mm -hmm. i'm at home i'm probably working more just in in spurts right and i might get up go clean the kitchen or whatever and then get them do something else but then i have my laptop here at home so I can sit there and get an email on my phone or whatever, and I can respond back to emails and all that kind of stuff. So now I'm the remote working environment. I think to me, I just feel like it's, it's, it allows for more productivity because you have so many different ways to respond. I think Josh was saying that he goes to the gym. Mm-hmm. And at the gym, uh, they take a break and everybody gets on their phones and is on Slack and Trello mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And literally. they are <laughs> checking email responding and you can literally work from anywhere. So I think it's to me, I think it's you're probably working. I've worked more uh, now that I've been at home than I actually have worked um, than actually in the office. Um, but even within that, I'm just wondering like what this new phenomenon as far as, you know, the, the remote working, how it's going to potentially impact the future job market. What are your thoughts towards that as far as um, now that there are more re- remote working is happening, how that's going to impact just the job market in general?
0: So um, it's so crazy. I think that most most companies are kind of shifting to a hybrid. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll ever fully be at 100 percent capacity at uh, all organizations again. Mm -hmm. On site like that. Um, I think that most people are doing this hybrid, um, you know, employment and work structure. But it's so crazy that we're all remote and doing this now in this COVID. There are some people that I know who live in Atlanta and they have jobs in New York. Mm -hmm. And so, with it being remote, it changed the entire like paradigm of what i have to do to be at work so i mean there are people that are working uh, in la but live in central america like Mm -hmm. because of that whole online and virtual space now employers really don't know where their employees are anymore Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that
0: changes things people are taking a higher paying job in new york because that's i
2: have a question for that yep Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, like um, cost of living is higher in New York. So I'm going to take this job because I'm going to get almost double my salary for living in Atlanta. Um, Mm -hmm. So when you you look from that perspective, it is changing a lot of things. And it does make um, it makes the employer. I know a lot of employers are concerned about their their, they're trying to figure out how can they kind of manage that better. um, But there honestly isn't a way at this point because this is all brand new for us. Like this brand new experience from at this magnitude. I know some people right. have been working uh remotely for a while, but at this magnitude, so many people in the in the US at one time of uh, doing this is this, this is brand new for us and we're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. Because I, I, I would
2: consider the fact that like, you know, I heard that California people move from California, like a lot of Silicon Valley folks move from California mm-hmm. to like Utah or whatever, because the, the cost of living was just much lower mm-hmm. in, in Utah. But I guess to your point earlier in terms of the person that works in New York but now lives in Atlanta, do you see at some point maybe that they may say, well, the remote salary is a remote salary. I don't care where you work, but the salary is going to be the salary based off your remote condition and then you're gonna to have to decide where you want to live based off of the salary. You think that might be a, a thing in the future or
0: Yeah, I definitely think that um they're of course they're gonna start putting in some regulations at some point, um, to mm-hmm. try to try to control things again. But um mm-hmm. I think that will definitely be a situation where um those remote positions would have a static um actual compensation versus having this Vast difference in the same type of job functions and titles, yeah. Um, in in different regions, so.
1: And I think we're already seeing that because before I, because I started the job that I'm on now in August. So mm-hmm. I interviewed for another role and was once we got to the salary, that's what you know killed that conversation. But part <laughs> of the <laughs> one of the questions in the original screening was, "What was I located?" Because it was 100 remote, and that answer determine what salary they were going to offer me Mm. and because i was in georgia and not california and new york and whatever you know they offered me a specific number and i was just like nah can't do that even if i am remote i'm just i'm not i mean like my gas like my gas in my car that bill has decreased sure and maybe like i'm not eating out as much for lunch because i'm at home but overall the rest of my life has not has well i ain't got to buy as many work clothes because (laughs) sweatpants but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but beyond like (laughs) some of those things right my bill my my rent my car note my car insurance none of those things have changed so there's still a a standard of living and a lifestyle you know that i think a lot of people will still want to maintain and require Mm -hmm. um regardless of all of this so you know knowing that remote work or at least the option of remote work john Mm. is becoming an obligatory concept right like a lot of people are like, if you don't even give me a hybrid option, I'm likely not even considering this. Do you right. think that companies who do not offer it, like, is that something that's going to hurt them if they like, you know what? We're going to stick to this very traditional way of completing our task.
0: I do feel like that will be detrimental uh, for them because we are now looking for convenience and mm-hmm. if we want to be able to do the task. Like, it's not that we don't want to work, but it's got to be balanced. And now because we've experienced. The um, flexibility of working from home to be at a, a job uh, 80 hours a day at a desk every day, um, that now translates to being imbalanced to us. Uh, where mm-hmm. it, At one point, we thought like, oh, yeah, this is the norm. This is what we're supposed to be doing. Now right. we're like, I've spent too much time sitting at this desk, and I'm waiting on deliverables. I'm waiting to talk to people, and mm-mm, this is this is imbalanced. And then my child, my child needs me. Like my child is trying to teach herself on virtual learning. Like, Mm right, this is not translating. My child is a person that doesn't learn like that. It needs, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in person, they need somebody sitting with them. And I can't do that sitting over here at this desk. And I'm no longer willing to risk that time away from my child because now I've seen that something can come and literally wipe me out off of the earth in minutes. So now I've reassessed all my priorities and values and I'm like, "Mm -mm, yep. So I think that it will be definitely detrimental um, if you're not considering some kind of flexibility and hybrid for uh, working going forward. And that's the way right there. It's the flexibility of it all, too, (laughs) because working fully
1: remote for me, not only does it give me the opportunity to go to the gym, but like one of the beautiful things about going to the gym in the middle of the day or like the first part of my morning. That's because when I was going to somebody's office, when I wanted to go in the morning, I had to go at 5 a.m. to be able to do it. Shower, get home, and then get to the office. Now I can do like the seven AM or the eight AM because we all adults here. Uh, extra two hours of sleep is a huge difference. Oh huge yeah, huge difference. People that oh, like, when yeah. you go up at seven, you go at five. No, I can't. No, 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 no. You know, being there at five means waking up at almost like three thirty. You know, to, to travel and do all the things. So anyway, right. like, but that level of flexibility means that when I end my workday, I'm now can be more committed to being husband and father. Right? I don't oh, have mm-hmm. to try to find because at one point. I was going to the gym at like nine PM because my house is finally settled and now it's, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's the and then to your point about children, John, like I can I can press pause on my day at five PM help with homework, go to the football practice, soccer practice, whatever, and jump back in there at 8 p.m. if I wanted to, right? Um, And that's if I wanted to, right, if I needed to finish something. So I think, to your point, companies are going to find it very difficult um, for people to want to come back every day in a 9 to 5 setting when you've given them this huge amount of flexibility and how they're able to do the work. And I guess my question would be, why are you so hard-pressed to keep it the same if the work product has not shifted, right? If if right. If, the, if we're if we're doing the work and doing it well, right, mm-hmm. and meeting deadlines and doing whatever we need to do, then I'm trying. I'm, I, I guess th- that's the question, John. Like, why are they? What what is the barrier there? What is the resistance?
0: That's because that's one of the sides of the employers that I was talking about. The more controlling employer is wanting mm-hmm. to know what you're doing every single minute, every single mm-hmm. second. Like, there's another group of employers that say, "Hey." I just want you to get the work done. I don't care how you do it. I don't care when you do it. I need it done by this deliverable, though. So mm-hmm. that's an employer that would uh, favor uh, probably be more favorable for for a Brian, who's like, mm-hmm. yo, I get my work done in hours, and I'm done for the week. And the employer, <laughs> right. like, well, I don't need it till Wednesday, so whenever you get it done. But there's mm-hmm. another employer that's saying, okay, you got that done in hours. Next, let's find something else for you to do. And mm-hmm. I think that that employer is kind of missing it right now because in this remote, you really can't control. You don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing every single hour. Mm-hmm. All you know is that I'm saying that I'm logged on. or You know, I'm, I'm showing up for your meeting, but uh, my camera may be off because I may be uh, on vacation. I may be on the beach, like logged into my meeting. And so mm-hmm. um, it's all of that. And some, some employers are really having a difficult time releasing that level of control because they've mm-hmm. been able to micromanage so long and yeah. they've been able to just monitor every single thing. Some I know some companies that have production um, they have production technology in place where it literally monitors every single thing you're doing for your hours. Like this hour, I I, I worked on an um, um, engagement plan or for this hour, I set, sought out and uh, was talking to someone about an interview and like it literally every single hour of your day, that type of employee is having a Difficult time making this shift because it's it's a literally a mind shift and mm-hmm. a release of control that mm, they haven't yeah. been
2: used to. And that's a great point because there's there's no like I in my previous role, they wanted us to kind of go in there and like list what we were doing like every hour, mm-hmm. and I was like, this is not for me because, <laughs> I, and I just wasn't doing it. And I was like, I want y'all to say something to me about it. I really want y'all to ask me what I'm doing. I and I just I refuse to do it. I refuse to put in there. I'm not about going to tell what I'm doing every single hour. I'm not doing that. And, and it's I've so, never been that kind of person.
0: It's so crazy that you're saying that, Brian, because to a lot of people, when employers, they don't really conceptualize this this way. And I know that there have been some people that have caused infractions that make them feel like they need to do this. But for a lot of people doing or taking on that type of management style, it makes mm-hmm. people feel like there's a lack of trust. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't trust me to do my job, then why you have me here? And mm-hmm. it's hard nice to work on the overall... uh culture of the place and the mm-hmm. culture, your work culture because people start feeling like you don't trust me. And if you don't have trust with your employers and employees, it's, it's definitely a downhill battle.
2: Yep. And and, and I kind of want this is kind of an off question that I kind of want to talk about in a quick second because I I feel like I don't know if there's a millennial thing, but the, the micromanaging thing doesn't work. I know a lot of people that I work with and we work in certain settings and ecumenical settings and all that kind of things. And I feel like the micromanaging a manager does not mesh well with the millennial flow and think so what do you what do you uh, why do we why do you think that they bump, head, bump, bump heads or why do you think or what is the millennial mind in terms of working like what do you what does that look like to you
0: i think that we have a mind of controlling our day we we want to control what we do we want to control how we do it um of course millennials are more tech savvy and we've come up with a lot of different methods and so we have our ways of doing things and so i think that we bump heads with this micromanaging manager Mm -hmm. who's trying to tell you how to do every single thing I don't need mm-hmm. to know how to do this because you're telling me to, that I need to type this out, but really I could just select all copy and paste this over here. And so with you micromanaging me, telling me to do it this way, you have really wasted another good three seconds of my time. This is a simple copy and paste, but you want me mm-hmm. to type it all out because you don't even realize that this is a copy and paste. You don't even know how to airdrop that you're trying to type this out. and it's just- <laughs> So I think it's like, when you start speaking about like, all of the new technology and the way to do things that's what bothers us because this micromanaging most times you're you're not aware of that new way and so right. trying to make sure that we do it your way and it's like mm-hmm.
2: it's Ooh, that's it that it's is
0: funny. it just your I,
2: way is not the way it's, it's not, not the way, way.
0: <laughs> it just needs and, to be done and be done right and the way I'm doing it is going to be right i saw um, i saw hey uh, Instagram today, it was actually of uh, um, an influencer. I won't say their name. They're actually a friend of the, of y'all podcast. But um, I saw an influencer, and he he had posted a uh, Instagram clip of his son doing a math problem. When I saw the math problem, I immediately thought, "Oh, let's do PEMDAS." Boom! His son does the math problem a totally different way and gets the same answer. It was a little bit longer than PEMDAS. Let me
1: tell you about the new math. <laughs> I
0: just. <didn't- laughs> It's the same concept. There's new ways to do things and mm-hmm. just gotta let people let them educate you. Like and, right. and it and it reminds me of
1: like the black, like you know what I'm saying? How black people do when we're when we're tasked to train somebody new. You know, one of the things that it, I've told it, it people is. right. <laughs> the one people that I told people and people that told me. Now this is what they tell you has but let me show you how I do it. <laughs> right. Because to your point, like, yes, I was trained this way, but I got in this role and found out I can save you about an hour love mm-hmm. your time mm-hmm. if you just do this, right? So, like, I think that is to your point, that micromanager concept, you know, and to Brian's point, just does not work for us because no. the millennials, we're special, not just because mm-hmm. it's us, but we are special. But we're special because we are really the only generation that started off with little to no technology mm-hmm. and has evolved and emerged with every update every point of evolution that there's been mm-hmm. we, we saw it from dial up to you know to having phones that was just had snake on it to the mm-hmm. first smartphone to now these phones and like for my son they can't conceptualize
2: Mm-mm.
1: uh like they when, they when they go to my grandmother's house they try to figure out why her why her wall is ringing they cannot conceptualize <laughs> what that even means um i think we were watching a movie uh, we, no matter of fact we watched a living single because I, mm. I put my kids on early. You gotta teach them about black culture. Right, culture. There was an episode where <laughs> Khadijah you know, said, Let me copy this over on my on, on this floppy disk and get out of here. And Josh was like, What is a floppy disk? And I was
0: like, <laughs> I you again. Uh, so,
1: I, so, so I I literally had to go to Microsoft Word and be like, You see that little icon right there? How you hit save? <laughs> we had to actually put that inside a computer mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. save it there just so we can print it somewhere or have it, you know, and all these different types of things. So when a previous generation, somebody else comes to us with like, you know, this kind of strange way of doing things, like, we know too much about evolution and progression mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. sit here and be like, because every time I've got into a process at a job, I've always said, there has to be another way.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: There has to be. A, the, mm-hmm. I can say five minutes yep. on this. Efficiency mm-hmm. matters. Right. Because mm-hmm. to Brian's point, yeah, I'm here eight hours, but there's I, I don't want to work for eight hours. Right. So if I can figure out how to do this mm-hmm. in four to five, I can master that. Then I can also get this high side hustle going I can, yep. all, I can I can also do you know other things Or or get caught up on other work You know what I'm saying just yep. so I can consistently be ahead um, So with that being said Like John, understanding everything that we talked about, and understanding where we are in the market and how employees and employers are viewing things, how can job current job seekers, those who are unemployed, underemployed, or just looking to move and get a bigger band? like what can they do to increase their chances of getting hired in this market?
0: So, I'm about to tell you something, and it's going to sound very remedial, but okay. I'm telling you that I review resumes all the time, like. A lot of my day, I review resumes because, again, we're in this great resignation, so I have open positions. Mm -hmm. One of the main things you can do is ensure that your resume is together. I throw out resumes left and right for bad grammar, Mm -hmm. um, crazy um, (laughs) formats, uh, just incomplete. (laughs) Like I've I've seen resumes (laughs) where it's literally like work experience. Like a title and like one ex- one sentence, and I'm like, "Hey guys, you've only got three <laughs> places that you work. You've got to give me something else." Um, and, I, and I will say this too: um, I know it may seem a little taboo, but if you have trouble with your resume and you're struggling, investing in getting a resume um, produced by someone else who does that is. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. when I was trying to get um, my first HR job, um, I. Kept trying to figure out, like, man, why am I not getting any hits? I I literally contacted one of my friends who does it, was like, let me do it. Fix my resume. Use specific language. Mm -hmm. And it would not stop ringing. Like, I was consistently getting views and hits. Everybody is reaching out. I'm like, what happened? Because I reread it and made sure it was no new information. It was no lies, no embellishment. It was just the language. And sometimes our resumes have the wrong language for what we're trying to mm. do. Um, mm. Okay. Don't be lazy with your resume. Like, Don't try to use the same one for every single thing. Take the time to go back and make sure it's appropriate for what you're looking for. Of course, uh, I, I won't say everybody knows, but most of us know that you want to use keywords from the job description in your resume. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, we're again, we're in this automated system. So it works for us and it works against us. So Mm. there's a lot of resumes that just go into a database that are never seen because of the language. There are keywords that we're looking for that we put in as target language for the resume. And so even now we have some uh, positions up on Indeed and on uh, DOL, Georgia Department of Labor. And so in there it asks, like, what are the keywords you want to be picked out? I have put keywords in there from the job. If you don't mm-hmm. use those keywords in the description, although you may be qualified, I won't even see it. It won't mm-hmm. even be on my desk. Um, so I think that's a major um, element. Of course, you know about social media. That's a main uh, <laughs> a main resource for us. As soon as I get a resume after that, boom, straight to social media. Let me see how you look. Let me see what you're talking <laughs> about, uh, what kind of engagement you're having. Um, are you a racist like that? I don't know about. Are you you have some weird proclivities that I have no idea about? I, I don't want to bring that into my company. Like all of those <laughs> things are taking place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you should also be very specific in what you're doing. I know a lot of people right now are kind of mass applying. So they're just like apply, blah, 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 And then you reach out to them and they're like, oh, no, I've already taken a job. And it's like, OK. But at that same time, you may have missed out on a better opportunity. So just be careful and be cautious with how you're applying, where you're applying to. Um, make sure that your uh, your references. Do not put a reference down that you know is not going to give you a absolute sparkling reference. I don't care yeah. if you're like, um, maybe she may say or maybe he may say. Uh-uh. Take them off. Put down only who you know is going to make you shine because um, mm-hmm. it is a competitive market still. So just make sure of those key things.
1: And how is how is any of that, if anything, different for black people?
0: Um, Of course, we always have to work two times harder Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) because they are looking for a specific image. So um, tonight uh, or, you know, right now, while we're recording this, um, I have on a beanie and I have on a hoodie and I also have on a bomber. Um, Probably wouldn't look like the regular HR professional. Um, Those things matter. You cannot be, I know we had this whole thing. I'm being myself. I'm going to be my authentic self. Great. <laughs> Get the job and be your authentic self. <laughs> Make sure that your image is appropriate to what you want to do um, because it still matters. And I know that that's not a popular gospel right now. And I know everybody is about, you going to accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to accept that resume and put it to the side because you're not matching what is expected. You can be yourself. I'm not telling you you can't. We want you to be yourself, but make sure that the image that they see in the beginning aligns itself with where you're trying to go.
2: That makes sense. And I know we hear this all the time. This is a whole black thing. We've been we've all been raised like that. Names are important on the resume. So if your name is Trontavious, should you put Trontavious on a resume or should you put like T T Johnson Wales or something like that? I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think maybe yeah. I may be at a disadvantage on this because I am an African-American, so mm-hmm. I don't discriminate by that. Um, mm-hmm. I will probably, I'm not going to lie, I probably am going to laugh when I see it, um, but <laughs> I, will, I will still entertain it. I can't say that that happens everywhere. Um, there are some discrimination um, cases where it's still happening um, based mm-hmm. on name. name, um, but I think that they're, if, if you have a name like Shantavious and you can put tape, <laughs> tape or, you know, Sean, whatever. Uh, maybe you want to make that modification. Um, I personally don't discriminate by it, but it does still happen. If that's the question. Yes, that does still
2: happen. Yeah. Cause that's a, you know, resume names. So I, I think I saw that recently on, Oh, I was going back and watching the shy and they were like, Oh, please make sure you give them a resume name. And I think most of our parents had said it at some point, mm-hmm. I want you how to have a job. I want you how to be accepted somewhere. I'll blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I understand that, and that's why because we
1: because Ash and I are in the and and p- listen to me, listen to context before people take this sound bite, okay?
2: <laughs> Ash and I are are
1: um you know entertaining the idea of a dog, a very small like toy poodle, the ones that get no bigger than eight, nine, ten pounds, okay? Cute. Okay. We're gonna be the annoying bougie blacks on the airplane with our pet, right? Okay. So, uh, but I am. I want to. Take all of my my really cultural black naming mm-hmm. rights on my pet. So you, you know, should. don't be mad if my dog name is Navadius or <laughs> um, like Ladasha or something <laughs> or something like that. You freak know, <laughs> right, right. Because I grew up with you know some Isharleas, mm-hmm. um, some Chantasia's. Mm-hmm. Um, I also grew up with a Hattie Mae Green in seventh
2: grade. Just wow. Elderly, strong black elderly. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Hattie, a 12-year-old named Hattie. Twelve How? named
1: Hattie. You know, jo- look, <laughs> L- L- Josh has a 10-year-old cousin named Regina. And I just didn't know they was making <laughs> Reginas like that <laughs> anymore. <laughs> you know, but but, <laughs> but I say that to say I think that is such an interesting dynamic, right? Because I don't know that my mama was intentional about me. Having a really proper name, because my oldest sister's name is Roshonda. and while that's not like the most hood name, it is still a very black mm-hmm. name. And you know, it's interesting for you to say that. You know, having someone who's culturally astute in HR is helpful because if you, I mean, because you can't control if you if you are Taquio or Tavante or Trontavia. Right. You know, they, you just are who <laughs> you are, and you just have to. And maybe that means, unfortunately, you have to shine a little bit more in that interview, to combat mm-hmm. what you cannot control. But one right. thing, John Campbell, mm-hmm. that we don't have a whole lot of control of, and I'm, I'm, I'm putting this on you because you in HR. <laughs> you blacks and you whites love to write in them <laughs> job descriptions. You know, these are all the things that we, we want you to do. Mm-hmm. These are all the requirements. We want you to have a Bachelor of Arts, Masters Preferred. Mm-hmm. We want you to be able to be skilled in this and skilled in that. It is very clear that it is an entry-level position. There's a very entry-level salary. But then you get down. <laughs> you get down in that description. Uh-huh. And it says also, and is a requirement, not a suggestion, not a preference, mm-hmm. a requirement mm-hmm. for us to have 10 to 12 years of experience. Man of God. It ain't entry level. If I've been working 10 years, if I've been working a decade. And what makes you think that with a decade of experience, I'm coming up in here for 45 grand. Have you lost your mind? Now, not that you've lost your mind, John, but you going to catch this because you work at HR. Have you lost your mind? What is it? Explain to me the things because I am confused
0: Mm-hmm. I listen, and I honestly don't have a full answer for that. I know okay. that I have also had that question as to, I think that's just been a, a misalignment, honestly. So when even when I'm creating job descriptions, um, I'm very cognizant of that because I remember applying even earlier before I was in HR, just applying for entry-level positions. And I remember seeing like five years even of required, ex- of mm-hmm. ex- And I'm like, how do I get to five years if you won't hire me right now? Like, how do we right. get to it? And I can only intern so much in college. Like, I'm, I, after college is over, I got to put food on the table. Because then you're
1: looking at us crazy if that resume says we was in school for seven years. Right.
2: right. So like,
0: <laughs> and I think that um, you'll start seeing now there are a lot of um, almost like uh, substitutions or equivalents that people are putting in place. So it's like, you can have... Uh, Five years of work experience, or a bachelor's degree, or you can have uh, ten years of of, um, of experience, or have a master's in anyway. it. So I think that you're starting to see that to kind of offset that because okay. that has been a big concern even for myself. Like I, I'm how how how, and again to your point, the person with ten years of experience is not going to be willing to even accept that. You know, forty five thousand uh, dollar salary range. So um, that is crazy, and it has always been a trip to me as well <laughs> about this okay. this experience level. Right. Okay. Speaking of salaries,
2: okay, it's it bothers me mm-hmm. that when when companies are not upfront with the salary, like let me know. Tell like, me, I, I, you wa- don't waste my time going on two interviews, three interviews, right? And then, don't, then tell me the salary when it's time for me to accept the job and it's a, trash, it's a trash salary.
1: Four, four yeah. interviews met with your CEO. I'm talking personal testimony. Uh-huh. And they come offer <laughs> me $50,000. Hey, so, hey. so you lost your mind.
0: <laughs> so um, when we post jobs, um, some job companies, they will go ahead and put the salary up on the position. Some companies do not. Um, and that's because of there being such a vast uh, area of variance uh, going on. So there are some companies that have uh, paid bans. There are some companies that have just outright solid salaries, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But that type of stuff is so binding for us. So for HR, we have to make a way to either give us a a range or we're going to tell you in the interview because you got to remember – and this is another thing I want us to realize as black people. We have power. You have power. And it's, it's really beyond black people, but right now we're talking about black people. Yeah, we we have power. Um, the biggest asset to any company is their personnel. If they don't have the people, they can't do the job. And mm. they can- Companies can put on airs and act like it's some robot somewhere that can do all this stuff. But at the end of the day, we know we have to have people. And so going back to this salary range, um, negotiate your salaries, Mm y'all. Like, don't sit up here and just take this because like negotiate your salaries. Um, Our counter, uh, our counter co-inhabitants. Um, the lighter pigment people, mm-hmm. they do it all the time.
1: The white taste Yeah, they do it
0: all the time. Like they don't have any issues saying, Hey, Hey Bob, I don't, um, I don't need this. Like I need more. This is not it. But a mm-hmm. lot of times we're a little concerned, like, Oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to miss the whole job because I didn't say nothing. No, that day is done. Say it, ask for it. And, um, if you, if you don't see the salary, another thing that you can do, I don't know how many people do this go online, go to Glassdoor, do some comparative analysis mm. of the position that you're applying for and see what are people paying for this. And you know what? Glassdoor and other um, websites like that are so intricate. Now you can do for your area. You can do like in Atlanta, how, many, how, mm. how much is an HR director making? You can do in Atlanta, how much is a chef making or whatever the occupation is that you're looking for. And it will literally give you a whole range and a median of what that is. And you know, at that point, if you are being truly played, don't sit around and get played.
2: Wonderful. That's great advice. That's great advice. Uh, I think that's going to help a lot of people uh, before we leave, before we head out, uh, anything else you want to add in terms of those that are either looking for the job or the smile that's in HR role like yourself that you probably would offer a little quick advice to.
0: Um, I'm going to say that, um, take advantage of where we are right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long this is going to last at some point. I do believe that there'll be some kind of regulations that will come and start shaping us and trying to get us Mm. back into a more solidified mold and all of the freedoms that we have with job flexibility and all that stuff. It will probably start coming in. Um, So take advantage of it now. Don't be afraid. Uh, Again, Josh talked about how he'll walk off his job. Don't be afraid. I know a lot of us are like. Well, tip, tip, toe up out that joint. (laughs) A lot of (laughs) people are like. Well, you know, my resume shows maybe they're going to view it as inconsistency because I've left this job. I left this job. I left this job. Mm -mm. Don't be worried. I would not be concerned about that at this point where we are in HR. Um, I've seen numerous people move around. Just make sure that you have the right answer when they ask as to why. Tell them and um, you should be straight. Uh, What is the right answer? Um, I'm looking for a different opportunity um i was trying to find a way to stretch myself and develop more um and this company seems to be more in alignment with with my goals and dreams versus where i've come from done
1: let's see did y'all hear that he gave you the cheat code? Unless you left a job like me where they asked me. I said, because the people that I'm currently employed for are racist. So on a day-to-day basis, (laughs) I experience a myriad of microaggressions and I've come to the point of understanding that my mental health is important, but because I have a family, I'm still employed, but I am seeking new opportunities where I can enjoy the type of work that I do, but also enjoy the people that I'm with and enjoy a culture that cultivates and motivates me to grow. They was like, oh no, we really understand that. So you just get, you know, that's that's the benefit of navigating these spaces, so (laughs) frequently you build these
2: responses
1: (laughs) you build these responses so um john thank you bro for all the advice for helping the people um as a as a listener of the show you do know we have guests we like to play this game called culture code Mm yeah and this is the holiday season so all of these are gonna be real black and real holiday-esque Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, they're, they're kind of rapid fire. So, you don't have a whole, whole lot of time to think. Whatever comes to your brain first is the right answer. There is no wrong answer. Mm-hmm. You know, there is, there, there may be a few we can judge you for, but there's no wrong Oh, yeah, answer. definitely. We're okay. going to judge you for something. <laughs> okay. All right. So, two people are going on tour. Uh huh. Uh huh. We got Jasmine Sullivan, hotels. Uh-huh. And then we got uh, the Auntie Fest with Maxwell, Joe. I don't Joe, but maybe you Joe. Joe <laughs> and, and Anthony Hamilton. Oh, Joe. I don't Joe. I don't what? Joe. Unless it's a big <laughs> rich town, I don't Joe.
0: <laughs> I don't know well, Joe is one of the best R and B singers there is. Okay, completely underrated. But anyway, keep going. sing, I'll sing a Joe song. But I
2: don't know one. No, I- I'm Max and John. Oh, I don't
0: know what turns you all on? What y'all don't know, Joe. <laughs>
2: I mean, I know that. I know but, your song. I just want to, to see if you were going saying. I don't, oh, Joe. Okay. Oh, ooh, ooh. You said, wait a minute, wait a minute, Brian. I, I know
1: we're trying to close this out. But me and Brian had this discussion offline. And I'm because John is also a singer. He's a vocalist par excellence. Okay? Yes, he is a singer. Um, singer. I mean, backing up all the people. And, you know, just after there out front and praising and listening and singing and serenading and crooning, he does all the things. So I said this, and Brian <laughs> was taking, a, he was taking what? back, and but then, but this is what i proposed to the man of god i said oh, oh i okay, said do okay. you know who is a very <laughs> underrated vocalist in my opinion uh, who is that christopher maurice brown
0: yes i do think that chris brown sings <laughs> thank I, you john Campbell. I, I, I think that chris brown sings i and think I'm just and, like, in r&b right now he's definitely one of the top singers like, we, in our generation, like, Chris Brown is killing. Fine, Brian.
2: China.
0: I'm
1: telling like, him, like, it's not so much, like, the the, the quote-unquote beauty of his voice, right? It mm-hmm. is the, like, he's so technical with it. Yeah, it's, right? it's, it's His it's, His runs and stuff are crisp. Yeah. He's,
2: like, he's very, he has so much control, his tone. Brian. No, I, <laughs> I
0: definitely think that
2: Chris Brown is a great singer. Well, I just, I, I guess I thought, my, my, my issue is the use of auto-tune. He uses it pretty... Pretty pretty. He funny. ain't T Pain. He ain't T but he's also not Jacquees. So you know. I,
0: Please don't judge. like his ballads, Like they're they're great. Anyway, yeah. So I, I'm I'm a I'm a Chris, I'm a Chris Brown
2: stand. I'm just saying. I just never thought of him as like a vocalist. I Always thought of him as like a singer entertainer type. He's a singer, performer. Type
0: he, yeah, he, performer. Yeah, yeah. perform. Period. Mm-hmm. Like he anyway,
1: don't care. What concert are you going to? Jazzman or little Maxwell? No. Uh,
0: at this point, I'm gonna probably have to go to jazz. <laughs>
2: What's your, what's your favorite Jasmine Sullivan song?
0: Jazz is killing right now. Um I like several. I like um Stutter. I like how, um how? I like Lions Tigers and Bears. I can go through almost every album and master. How, how do they sound?
1: How do they sound? <laughs> 10 seconds is my
2: favorite
1: 10 seconds is my favorite I mean if you want to offer up a number 10 seconds is my favorite
2: and love with another man is my favorite
1: (laughs) oh no she does that too
2: Um, (laughs) she loved that other man didn't she listen (laughs) she don't treat me right he ain't no doctor but uh, well, hey, I'm with him.
0: So you know, we know vocally in the female world that there's just not anybody. nobody's touching Jasmine right now. Her and Brandon they kind of hang out on their own island over there, and they just they just. I'm there. upset
1: with Brandon right now because she's Lady Rage on Queens, and I just <laughs> I just can't accept <laughs> this this thing that Brian has forced me to watch and entertain.
0: <laughs> I haven't even on that.
1: Somebody was telling me about that. Second, second, second question. Okay. um Movies, Christmas movies, mm-hmm. almost Christmas or this Christmas, this Christmas, really?
2: Mm-hmm. you the second person that <laughs> said that. Jackie's at that foolish. I really
0: liked that movie. Like I thought it was a good movie. Now oh. people said this Christmas or preacher's wife, preacher's wife. Okay, but we, I, I can
1: see that preacher's, Christmas. Wife, Christmas. preacher's wife, is a classic. It yeah. is a classic. Okay, this is a quiz. This is just a yes or no, and okay. you can give us your your reasoning. Is Friday after next a Christmas movie to you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it movie. is. It is. It's a Christmas movie.
1: It's a Christmas movie. People are man, like, it's Christmas not movie. a Christmas movie.
0: <laughs> it is very much, it is a it's hood. A movie. It's just a hood Christmas movie.
1: It's a hood Christmas movie. Thank
0: yeah.
1: you. Mm-hmm. That's how they celebrate in the hood. All right. So let, let me do this. Do you watch a lot of black television? Or are you one of the blacks that don't watch TV? No, you I know, know, our generation, we claim that we don't watch TV. You know, we just build businesses all night. No, no, sleep.
0: I do. I watch uh Insecure, All American, all that. Okay,
1: a- great. What is your favorite black sitcom Christmas episode?
0: Um, ooh. It's gonna mm-hmm. probably be Adam Martin. Okay. Um, or um I think I I like the comedy and the humor of the uh Family Matters Christmas uh episode, but I love Family. I know, I know, but I love um, I love the Martin episode <laughs> I think this the first time
1: somebody to mention Family Matters in, like top black shows ever bro <laughs> you don't like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I>, ever Harriet <laughs> and Carl just comedy of it all. Oh, your,
0: man. <laughs> your
1: favorite your favorite your favorite black uh, Christmas song or album Um, The Temptations like what? whole album Christmas card um or or your or song. Motown, Motown Christmas.
2: Is
0: okay.
1: Album. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with you. That's it. fair. That's fair. All right. And last one. If you could bring one thing that no longer exists, if you can bring it back, something from your childhood, something from your past, and receive it as a Christmas gift, what would that item be? Um. Oh, I
0: don't know. Y'all got me on that. Um, uh, like a Christmas gift that I've gotten in the past or something.
1: Sure, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> uh.
0: I really
1: don't know. I don't really know. Mm. Mm. Y'all got me. Mm. Sounds like Joe, because he wants to know all the things too.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I
2: said, I bring, bring Jesus back. He's coming say, back he he's, he's coming, coming back, back anyway,
1: Brian. <laughs> the old saying said, ready. It's an old 80s song. Said, ready, are you ready? For the coming of the Lord. <laughs> then they go in and say, be ye also ready. You oh. know not the day. My answer. hey, I'm not, when, the I'm not. when the Lord <laughs> shall come, when the Lord shall come, will you be ready? Ooh. Cause he coming back whether you ready or not. <laughs> will you be ready when Jesus comes, Brian? Will you be ready? We gave you I'm, the hand I'm, of salvation early in the podcast. I know, but I didn't. <laughs> so you, I didn't. I didn't I, I, I'm, <laughs> you I'm, didn't backslid already. Backslid already. <laughs> well, listen. If there was no sin, we would not have needed Jesus. So you keeping them in the forgiving business. <laughs> uh, we are. <laughs>
2: Without sin, God, he, he died for nothing. We got to. He died in vain, and I want to make sure that death does not go down in vain. <laughs> God, blood was shed for me. But blood was
1: shed for me.
2: <laughs> what well, they say that I, I'm? I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm not fit to live, but not ready to die. Not
1: ready to die. <laughs> Christopher to die.
2: Wallace, <laughs> notorious
1: big. <laughs> All right, Brian. Um, John. Thank you so much, bro, for coming yes. and helping the people sitting with us. Um, it's always great to see you, always great to be around you, brother. And you know, you didn't have to do it, but you did. Oh, thanks so for inviting me. me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my.
0: We're
1: Thank just you. two black boys in Georgia trying to, trying to have a voice. That's all we have. I'm
0: are. a black man. I'm a L. Uh, that's my job. Oh, look at that. No, I, I, I love that. Hey. <laughs>
1: Brian, who else was a black boy in Georgia? Uh, Richard, Richard Penniman, and, 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 and what was something
2: that most people didn't know about Little Richard? <laughs> I don't know if I can do this, but I know he, <laughs> he, he sang opera. You know
1: I sang opera. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Holy Dandy! We're going to stop cutting up. Um, John, could you stick around for a half a second more? We're going to do this segment we call I Am My Brother's Keeper. We're going to talk about some black man self-care. You ready? You All good right. with that? I'm with it. All right, let's do it. Oosa. Ooh.
2: All right, this is the segment where we talk about what we do as people. This is called Black Man Self-Care. I am my brother's keeper. Black person self-care. This I am my brother's, brothers. We will need sisters. an inclusivity Inclusivity. Here. Lord, All right? God. Black person's um, self-care. So this is the time when we actually talk about where we do to take care of our black bodies. This mentally, physically, emotionally. What is it that we do to take care of ourselves? So John, uh, I'm going to start with Josh first. Josh, what is you doing right now this weekend? Uh, to take care of your black body
1: for sure so one of my really 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 close friends is a tree, achieving a dream of hers she's becoming mm-hmm. greek mm-hmm. um so i'm going to celebrate we celebrate black men so i'm celebrating her and you know uh, the, the plethora of line sisters that she's <laughs> obtaining uh so i gotta pull out some nail you know i don't wear a lot of that stuff these days but i'm gonna pull mm-hmm. it out for the young people and um, <laughs> I'm gonna put some on and go celebrate. So it's, I'm just celebrating black excellence. Is, is what I'm doing. And you know, that's all. That's that is mental. Um, that is self care for me. Just it being is. around Black people, achieving like helping helping them celebrate like dreams and goals. You know, no mm-hmm. matter how frivolous they may seem. Like some of the people like like ah, you know. But that was a, that was a goal, right? Yeah. So to be able to see her finally achieve that um, and be able to share that moment is going to be something really really dope. How all about right, you, John?
0: Right. Um. So for self care. This weekend, I am going to get a facial. Yes. Um, I got gifted. I Well, I got gifted. Lord, I was gifted um a mm-hmm. facial, like a while ago. And ever since then, I've been kind of addicted. Like, it's so soothing. I had no yeah, idea. Right. Like, it's really, really relaxing. So I'll probably do that. Um, definitely going to probably hit the gym um, because as I work out, those endorphins get going. And it's, it's just a great time from that point on for me. Um, so those are probably going to be my biggest self-care items this weekend. You coming back to effect? <clears throat> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm coming back to where? Effect? <laughs> well, here's the deal. I think it's effect fitness. <laughs> um, effect fitness also causes me to uh, reassert and assess my um, salvation. Um, so I'm often, I'm wondering if I'm going to make it out alive. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it though. If you if you have not been to a fitness that it's just an experience that you just have to try. It's <laughs> it is and, that, and yell that, you know, to get yourself in fitness is just it's unmatched. And it's a, a difference but a fitness. For sure. So, um, <laughs> Black Excellence. It could possibly come around <laughs> next time I'm uh, you know, ready to the look. The doors light. of the church <laughs> are
1: always open.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian,
2: what's up? Oh, uh, getting a haircut? Uh, I'm actually going to be attending a, a a gala on Saturday. Oh, you're going to so. a banquet. Banquet. Yes, <laughs> we're all black. There's a black a black excellence, uh, black business gala. Gala. I Is it
1: going to be chicken, green beans,
2: mashed potatoes? <sighs> I, I hope not. The repass it's, food. It's black. Hope it's right. Hopefully, it's not red velvet cake. So, right. going to be at a hotel. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's going to be, you
1: know. Oh, it's going to be a chicken breast. But, yeah, uh, chicken Potatoes O'Brien and, right.
2: and, and steamed green beans. That's right. what it's going to be, man. Yeah, but I will be there with all black folk. I'm going to dance, so I'm going to get it. Come on, yeah. try to slide your way on through there. I am. We love Pop to see one you. one time. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely glad to hear that we're doing some great things out there to protect our... <laughs> our... Like I said, I want to... <laughs> wait a minute. Wow. Slide to the left. <laughs> Jump it up now, y'all.
1: Chris Crawl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Everybody clap your hands.
1: And don't everybody great auntie get stuck when she put them hands on her knees. Like, girl,
2: get up. We <laughs> was at the Lanethia. Remember that? You and we your, did your the kids.
1: <laughs> and the <laughs> hair usher then got went to the, they had to get escorted to the bathroom. <laughs> Mother was a job. So we went went to the Lanithia for my birthday. Uh-huh. And uh, the, the the average age person was fifty eight. <laughs>
2: Clearly, Yeah,
1: and Nini's yes. But I think we forget that Nini is fifty, like two fifty three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but and and it was it wasn't bad. But the most current song they played was "Buy Your Drink," T Pain. That was the most current song mm-hmm. they played. But that was what, what blew us away from the entire night. That was a mother, every bit of seventy plus
2: mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to
1: get. As it to the restaurant <laughs> in full like black skirt white top i'm just like ma'am
2: that's board usher who board.
1: got you out of the assisted living facility to come out tonight <laughs> why weekend. are you trying to smoke hookah mother what is happening <laughs> we, we don't need it anyway anyway but that all sounds dope <laughs> brian did we get a letter this week in the p.o box Uh, Let me check.
2: Uh, Yes, we do have a letter in the peel box. All right, let's get into that. Let's go.
1: What's going on, y'all? And we are back with another letter our postman, Rodney Jenkins, has delivered, as always. Um, But before we get into the letter, you too can possibly be on the show by writing in to ask the jigsaw mm-hmm, that is mm-hmm. ask the jigsaw at gmail.com yep. we will possibly read your letter out loud give you a pseudonym because we respect your privacy and we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on cicely tyson's internet brian yes who do we have in terms of pronouns and what the heck do they want
2: pronouns want? uh she her um mm. mm. elizabeth wilson Megabrain, Elizabeth Elizabeth Wilson. uh, I wanted a reaction, and you gave it to me. (laughs) Uh huh. I know exactly who we are talking about. All right. So Elizabeth Wilson writes, "Hey guys, I hope your holiday was great." As Uh we approach Baby Jesus's birthday, Hallelujah. uh, We all know that the pressure of buying gifts is an old tradition. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend, my boyfriend and I have only been dating for about three months. I'm having a hard time deciding on what to get him for Christmas gifts. On one end, I really don't limit myself on prices of gifts. On the other end, I don't want to buy that nigga a gift that overstates.
0: <laughs> Come on,
2: sis, bro, read that part again. <laughs> on the other end, I don't yeah. want to buy. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say it real hard. On the other end, I don't want to buy that nigga a gift that overstates where we are in the relationship. That means real, it's real relatable content. Uh, Go ahead, listen. How do I approach this? We are committed and looking for, toward a long-term relationship. We're, long-term, but we're committed and looking toward a long-term, but it's only been three months. What is an appropriate gift this early in the relationship? What would you two expect at this phase of a relationship? Can't wait to hear what you have to say, and I hope your wives spoil your handsome self. Hey, hey, spoil your handsome self because you two more than deserve it. First, Somebody I be five. <laughs> that was the episode we had last year.
1: That's the answer. We had an episode <laughs> last year called Don't Buy That Nigga No PS5. <laughs> and we're telling you that now, right? Those things have not went down in price yet. You mm-hmm. got to wait till year three. You got to wait till year three. because <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm getting in mind. Mm-hmm. Year three. I'm not paying $1,000 because they're they selling out everywhere and people reselling them for 2000 $3,000. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you for calling us handsome. Okay. Thank you. Um, it's the truth. But, I, you know, know, I, you. I felt a little flirty vibe in there, you know. I but did. We are taken. and you know, you have a whole boyfriend that you just wrote to us about. So
2: three months. She still.
1: It's still new. So it's she's out here. New.
2: She but out here. The streets She to me and
1: Brian. See us. We know that we are cute. And thank you for acknowledging the truth mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, seriously. Um, I I mean, that, go back and listen to the episode. Mm-hmm. go into the archives and we because we talk about some gift giving stuff and give mm-hmm. you some real details about i think we got into some of it, brian about like mm-hmm. when to buy a gift and what is too right. early and blah 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 i will say this though if you are the type of person that just gives without like thinking about it like you don't mm-hmm. care about price then i think you should just give whatever you want him to have mm-hmm. within context though right because that don't right. mean go buy him you know what I'm saying? A whole Louis Vuitton set, like shoes and right. belt and backpack, right? Because that's mm-hmm. a that's a grip.
2: Yeah.
1: And it also don't means that I don't know what I don't know what kind of job you have or how much money you make. That also don't means like buy that dude a car. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't yeah. I wouldn't go I wouldn't do nothing extravagant, but I wouldn't necessarily be like oh, it's been three months. Let me get him a wallet. You yeah. know, mean? you might get him a Louis Vuitton wallet because those mm-hmm. aren't crazy expensive. But I just so I just think like. I wouldn't limit myself in terms of how long, but I will be very cautious of what my gift is communicating. Um, So like buying a luxury brand item doesn't mean much. It's like if you start like creating like this kit or this Mm -hmm. experience around the luxury brand, then like Mm -hmm. we thinking, you know what I'm saying? So like what has he been talking about outside, again, outside of maybe a PS5, maybe, maybe you buy, you know, 2 k twenty two. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the gift. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> if, you don't, if you don't already have it, right? Um, maybe you buy a new Madden. I don't know. Um, maybe a pair of J's. I'm not sure. Um, but what I will say is just um, don't limit yourself in terms of finance because you said that's not the kind of person you are. But right. I will say think about the uh, how loud the gift is. What I mean by how loud, like, you know, you know what's appro- Like, I'm sure you have an idea of what's appropriate, what's inappropriate in terms of, like, buying something. this early. Would you buy an associate? A, a, a lavish and you know elaborate gift probably not. right right and i know y'all two aren't associated but in terms of relationships like i ain't going like when i even when my wife and we our first kids was together i didn't we went, i wasn't going all out i mean she got a nice right. gift but like what she gets as a wife absolutely not is what she is not well first of all i ain't having much money then as a bro college student but <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: even still if i did have a nice piece of coin she wouldn't have been getting all this extra, 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 because we needed to understand where we were, and as we continue to grow and develop, then you know how I express love through gifts. You mm-hmm. know, gets better and better each year, and I right. think that's just how you look at it,
2: Brian. One hundred percent agree. Uh, if, I know some people can't really tell people. Those that are givers, they're going to give, right? You're going to mm-hmm. give something nice. You're going to do something as kind of in your heart, uh, but don't expect on the other him to do something great too, or just have the conversation and say, "Hey." Um, I want to give you a gift. Let's give each other gifts. Let's put a price limit on it. Let's say like mm. we, no, we can't spend no more than a hundred dollars. On or protects you, protects him. So then there's no crazy obligation to get anything like I said a PS Five or some Gucci shoes or slides, whatever it is. Um, y'all can kind of put it out there and say, hey, it's our first year. No more than a hundred dollars on you know per person, and then you know see where it goes from there. But um, yeah, we appreciate the uh. I don't have much. That was all I could say is probably do that. Um, that's it. That's it. Well,
1: Liz, we hope we were helpful. Thank you again for the compliment. Um, Brian, you got something you want to get off your chest?
2: Uh, I think I do.
1: All right. Let's get into a greater
2: conversation. Let's go. Let's do it. Let me talk. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, this is our greater conversations portion of the podcast where we talk about things and get some things off of our chest that have been bothering us. And uh, you know, this is the portion. Josh, do you have anything you want to get off your chest, real quick, real, real fast? So mm-hmm.
1: Thanksgiving just came. I didn't work out for about a week and a half,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I went back this week, and
1: my mm-hmm. trainer showed me no mercy. So this greater conversations for him. I need you to be a little bit more concerned about my 32 years of African American life. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> My trainer's like 25, 26. I'm not you. You're a former football, you're a former collegiate football player. My bounce back is it bounces back a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. I'm a I am a slightly deflated basketball. Okay. You gotta pump me back up <laughs> before you can before you can start playing with me at full force again. You see what I'm saying? Bro, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my knees are hurting so bad right now. My Mm -hmm. traps and my shoulders, it's hard for me to move right now because I'm I'm too old for this stuff. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to have a dad bod. I got another tattoo that's planned that's going to be on my abdomen. So I got to make sure that that thing doesn't look, you know, it doesn't stretch out. It needs to stay (laughs) flat. So I'm committed (laughs) to do the work. Right. But ease me back in, Reverend. Ease ease Mm -hmm. me back in. So this is to all the trainers out there. Right. Kick our butts, help mm-hmm. us meet our goals, but understand that every now and then we, you know, we need to just be, you need to be phased in, like phase right. ten. It might get mm-hmm. harder and harder the more you play. Right. Phase, I'm on phase one. I started over. I'm on phase one. Right. Don't take me to phase eight. -hmm. Don't take me to phase eight. That ain't fair, that ain't nice. I don't pay you my money to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't pay you my money to do that. I work a lot of jobs to be able to pay you. (laughs) I don't I don't do I don't put myself through that amount of stress, Brian, (laughs) to be to be treated so violently. The violence, the kingdom suffers violence. I'm gonna tell you this, I'm gonna take it by force. (laughs) I will say no to your exercises, okay? And come back when (laughs) I feel like it. That's all. I just wanted to mention the trainers, treat us better. Treat right. us better.
2: Come uh on. I was gonna do something more serious, but I'm gonna double back, double <laughs> down on Chris. Um, this is the second <laughs> opportunity where food has been presented to your family and friends. And I remember when we went to your baby shower. And we didn't have out. no out of like meatballs. Uh, not a meatball in sight. <laughs> so the Chris, you deserve the great you and your wife deserve a great conversation again, <laughs> right? Because two opportunities. I went, I went in July And I just went recently for And we went in December And we missed In all the black traditions All the black traditions <laughs> So Christopher Dewanmore Who's a, a Friend of the podcast Friend of real life You listen to podcasts. Get it together Get it together What's the next event We need to have something that Where we need to make sure The, the next is right. event Is going to be
1: Kari's first birthday party Yes And if it's not catered Towards the adults listen. We don't want it Because first birthday parties Are always about the adults <laughs> It's not about the you What that one year old Going to do they don't, even, right. they don't even know what's going on.
2: Right. Send that baby to, to uh, grandma house, and we have a party after that. A party after that. <laughs> now, Chris, will tell
1: you, I'm about nine months in advance.
2: Right. I'm not even bringing birth to the
1: party. <laughs> all the one-year-olds sit in the circle and cry at each other. They don't Listen, even do nothing.
2: <laughs> that's it. So, <laughs> they cry Chris, to each other. get it together. And I say this with love.
1: We say, say we love. it with love. We say, say with it with love. love. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Oh, and I did get to meet Kari. I sang Isn't him not he, he so spiritual. cute spiritual. <laughs> he almost got fussed and I said, uh-uh, lift every voice. So he come right on down. He come right on down. I had to introduce him to my craziness early. <laughs> so he sees me
2: again be like, yeah, that's that awful. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Great time. We love you, though.
1: We love you, brother. Oh, Brian, before we wrap up the show, mm-hmm. I- figured out a Jigsaw mystery.
2: Okay, what is that?
1: I know how Khadijah and Sinclair are cousins.
2: <laughs> Can we, we talked about this? Their
1: dads are
2: brothers. I thought we said that, that we, but we didn't.
1: I'm going to tell you, no, so they never explicitly said it, but it is the only thing that makes sense. So um, Khadijah and Sinclair both have James as the last name. Mm-hmm. When her dad came, remember Khadijah's mom and dad was married. When her dad came, uh, and they and Khadijah was born out of that marriage, which means that she carried that last name. And when her dad came in town, they made some reference. He said, yeah, you know, that's a James thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, so it, it's the only possible explanation right? that either the dad, yeah, the dads have to be married because of Sinclair's name is James. It mm-hmm. means that her mom took on you know, mm-hmm. her dad's last name, which makes mm. them two the Jameses. Mm-hmm. It's the only, th- and, that's, and that's the other way, right? How mm-hmm. when, they, when the grandmother conversation came around, because remember, Khadijah's grandma, that was Khadijah's mom's mom. Mm-hmm. So when she made reference to, like, your grandmother died, that was poss- quite possibly mm-hmm. St. Clair's mom's mom that she was referencing, because mm-hmm. we make no mention ever of Khadijah's mm-hmm. paternal grandmother. Got it. So it is the, I mean, it took, it takes a lot of rationale, Mm -hmm. but it's the only thing that makes sense, that makes them cousins. Has to. Which also means why she probably flew back and forth to New York and why she was so close to Aunt Rita because she was visiting her cousin regardless of, you know, that marriage dissolving. Makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Look at you. And if that's not right of Lee Browser, tell me. And you can bring you can come right. on the show. Come on the podcast. And you can mm-hmm. you can explain to us okay, that's not right. how they were related. But um that's neither here nor there. Y'all know I love a living single. But with that mm-hmm. being said, understood and accepted, this has been yes. another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John Campbell, friend Thank of you. the podcast. Thank you, bro. Friend in real life. Yes. You know, was at our live show, brother just supports a Jeez. singer par excellence. We just, we, just, we just, a man of God, a man of faith, man um, of God, man of God, man of faith. Um, no, for real though. Appreciate you, bro, for being on the podcast, sharing your yes. insight and wisdom. I'm sure all of the puzzle pieces. If Brian gets one more email, listen, what's going on? on. <laughs> you're gonna be my greatest conversation next week. No, um, <laughs> but seriously though, thank all y'all for listening. Thank you, John, um, for for coming through and blessing the mic. And um, yeah, we ready to see y'all next week. As a heads up, we are going on break soon. We are. So like we like we always do. Um, but we're gonna Be come prepared. back in 2022, better, stronger, wise. So everything that Marvin Sapp said.
2: Um
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian, let the people know what <laughs> we got going on and how they can keep up with it.
2: As always, please do yourself a favor and follow us on all these social media platforms, right? Uh on Instagram, I am Brian here, I am Josh Rogers, the Jigsaw Podcast website, jigsawpodcast.com. Uh find us on every streaming platform there is regarding podcasts. Uh, leave a message, let us know how great we are uh, Leave us a um, rating, five stars or nothing at all uh, Share, like, subscribe With all the things that you can do to support us We appreciate you, always continue to appreciate you Another way you can kind of show us that you do appreciate us You can go to Green Top Gifts right now Use the promo code JIGSAW20 Again, GreenTopGifts.com JIGSAW20 to buy all your gift needs Especially for the holiday season And before we head out, Josh, let the people know what they need to do um, the only thing you can do Is what you
1: can while you can The very best ways That you can Particularly mm. during this Holiday season But whatever you do Do not go into debt And do not get caught With your work Undone We love y'all
2: yes. Have a good one Love you